With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Awakening uh, Universal Minds. My name is uh, Brother Beniti, a.k.a. Brother Michael. Uh, Brother Ravana Noon uh, will not be with us this evening uh, due to the fact he had to handle some uh, personal business this evening, so he will not be with us this evening. Um, so this evening, uh, we're going to, well, we got an interesting show for you, but before we do that, uh, just to get the brief uh, introduction aspect of it out of the way, uh, this is a left-hand path, uh, metaphysical cult, uh, alchemy, left-hand path show. We just want to be crystal clear on that. Um, that's the type of topics that we deal with. It's not a religious show. Um, so if you are new to the show, it's your first time tuning in, and you have never uh, listened to the show before, we just want to be clear on that uh, so you're aware of that. Uh, most of the things that we, well, I'm not going to say most, pretty much all of the things we discuss here, we're, we're, again, we're coming from a um, experience perspective. We're not coming from uh, personal opinions, um, and we encourage you again on the show to actually gain the experience, uh, live the experience, uh, not just read about it, uh, not get somebody else, you know, somebody's interpretation of it. Um, and that, that's kind of the problem uh, that we have, uh, in my opinion, and I'm sure other people's opinions in the conscious community. It's just a lot of hearsay, a lot of talk, uh, and a lot of the information we study, we don't apply. Um, so it's just basically a lot of reading, a lot of uh, data, collecting a lot of information. But again, if you can't apply any of the, any of the information, it's pretty much pointless. Uh, basically, you have just a bunch of information stored up in your head. Um, that's not what this show is about. This show is about, you know, creating your own path. Uh, it is a path of self-deification. People get confused with that sometimes. They're not quite clear on what that is. And that's basically you take sole responsibility and ownership uh, for everything that takes place. You Again, you don't give that credit to somebody else. Uh, whether it's successes or failures, you take that full uh, credit yourself. Um, now, again, most of us uh, on this show, you, you will talk, you'll hear us, uh, many different occult or magical orders or fraternal orders or secret societies, as, as you heard us mention before. Uh, we we pretty much have walked those paths and are currently still, uh, you know, on those paths or, or members in those groups or organizations such as the Rosicrucians, the Order Templi Orientists, uh, Masonry, Martinists, uh, OTO, uh, all, all the aforementioned groups. Not in the sense, again, that one has to be a member of those groups, uh, but if, again, if you want the experience uh, and you really want to know what those groups are about because we get questions all the time. 
you know, on those. And we don't really waste too much time and energy on it because it's, it's simple. If you really want to know, then that's where we suggest you, you might want to pursue those paths just for the experience factor of it. Uh, again, not for the fact that you're going to really get any great secret in it because you're not. And that's the illusion that they create, that there's some great secret um, you are going to obtain. And as I said before, you've heard me say it a million times before, uh, the greatest secret is there is no secret. Um, so that's the key. Um, also, to make a couple quick announcements, uh, we're going to keep the format pretty much within the time frame this evening between the hours of 9 and 11. Uh, due to the fact uh, we do have two events this weekend and we have to prepare for them, uh, tomorrow night again, uh, here in uh, Hollywood, Florida, which is right on the borderline of uh, Miami and Fort Lauderdale, we are having a, a Igun ancestral ceremony tomorrow night, 8 p.m., uh, dress code strictly enforced. One must be wearing all black uh, to attend the ceremony. Um, there'll be a, If you came to the last one, you've got to know what takes place, what we do there. Uh, we pretty much conjure up and bring down ancestral spirits. And uh, like I said, if you were there at the last one, you kind of know the experiences that take place uh, when that goes on. So that will be going on uh, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, Hollywood, Florida, at Cultural Expressions. Uh, I'll get this information again at the end of the class. Uh, you can uh, contact the email address, khnum19 at gmail.com. Uh, we will send you over the flyer with the actual address, the time, the location, etc. cetera. Uh, then the following night, Saturday, um, 7.30 p.m. at Sophia's Garden of Matt, which, which is the very next night we'll be doing a class um, there. Uh, both events are free. There's no charge for either event. Uh, and, again, if you want information, address, location, that event pretty much is 7.30 until both events are pretty much we just kind of go until whenever it ends. There's really no certain time it ends. There's a start time uh, for both events. So Friday night, 8 o'clock, uh, Saturday night, 7.30 p.m. at Sophia's Garden of Miami Gardens. Again, both events are free, so feel free to come and just, just support, again, as we as, as I say, the vendors, uh, Sister Sophia, who, who makes vegan dishes, uh, There'll be books out there, incense, oils, uh, different products. Uh, so we just just support her on some level. That's that's basically what we say. Uh, so we got that going on this weekend. So we are going to keep a strict format tonight. Uh, stay between that nine and eleven window to the best we can, uh, so uh, we can prepare for those events because that that takes a lot of energy if you've not participated in one. A little preparation that needs to be done for those events. So we're going to keep it again within that window. Which leads us to tonight's topic. And the reason why I chose this um, is you're always hearing dudes talk, you're always hearing brothers talk, men. Uh, we need to get more feminine energy. You hear all these, all these uh, conscious groups talking about, which cracks me up, by the way, a black woman is God, black woman is God, but they ain't no female teachers. Um, so that's got to be corrected. That's got to be worked on. And you hear... All the time on this show, the brothers talking about their experiences. Um, you hear the brothers t talking about their journey on the left-hand path. And, and, again, this path is about results. So tonight we chose the topic, 
let's get let's get some of this feedback and information and knowledge from a feminine perspective. Um, and that's that's exactly what we're going to do this evening. We're going to get a feminine perspective. Um, what it's like to travel on this path, uh, you know, the experiences one goes through, um, and, and and pretty much get you know detailed information through the eyes uh, instead of myself or Brother Ravana Noon or, or Brother Sargidi, um, kind of give you a perspective uh, from the female point of view um, on this path. Um, so that's what we're going to do this evening. Uh, the sister that I'm about to bring on. In a, in a couple of minutes, uh, Sister Sonia, let me just tell you briefly about her, then I'll bring her in. Um, uh, Sister Sonia, pretty much I met a little bit over a year ago. She started coming to the to the classes here in Miami Gardens. Um, she took to the information, you know, pretty, pretty quick. Um, and the reason why I decided to bring her on, uh, you know, I've done some personal work with her, and she's done a lot of work on her own, and, and that's the more important part work that she's done on her own, um, but she showed uh, a strong initiative, you know, to learn, uh, and she took a strong initiative to experiment and do things on her own. Um, so the growth, you know, I've witnessed has been tremendous, so I approached her and asked her about doing this show this evening, um, which I thought would be good for uh, some of the female listeners, again, to to hear her experiences. You know, again, we've done some rituals. Uh, you know, her family, her, her daughters, we've done some things collectively. Um, she um, has, and again, uh, more importantly, I want her to share with the listeners uh, a lot of the things that she's created on her own, et cetera. So that's what we're going to do this evening. So I'm going to actually, let me get her on the phone. We'll bring her in. I'll have her briefly introduce herself. Let me get, uh, make sure we got her connected. Hold on a second. I'm on this tablet again, man. Sister Sonia, can you hear me? Yes. Good evening. How are you doing this evening? I'm all right. I'm all right. All right. All right. Cool, cool. So you heard me do the brief introduction. Um, so what, what I want to begin with, actually, with you, as, as you heard me telling the listeners, um, what I want to start with first is if you can briefly just give, give a background about yourself, kind of uh, what you were raised in, uh, you know, how you were brought up. Um, and, and then we'll kind of bring it up to kind of where you are now. So, how, you know, give a little history of your background and, and what you were brought up in. Uh, well, uh, like all uh, pretty much um, black Americans, I was brought up in the church, in the Christian church. For <clears throat> uh-huh. as uh, long as I can remember. Right. Um, <clears throat> but something about it just never set true with me. But I went with the flow. And uh, mm-hmm. even when I started having my own family, I thought the right thing to do was to raise them in the church. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But um, it still never sat well with me. And I've tried uh, all, pretty much every denomination <laughs> of uh, Christianity, and it just never resonated with me. And um, it always left me feeling empty, like there was something more. <clears throat> right, right. Yeah. So okay. that's pretty much like the beginning. Got you. It was funny. It's funny you say that because one thing I noticed in talking to a lot of people, they always say, and it's you say it, and I just heard you say it. Um, they always sense that there was more, but 
it just for some reason they say they just kind of went with the flow and stayed with it. You know, and I mm-hmm. find that interesting because I bring that up because it shows you how deep the programming is. Um, in the sense that a lot of us, it's instilled in us because, again, more than likely we do that because our families did it. It's how we were raised. It's just something that's a cycle that's keep that's constantly embedded in us, and we just keep doing it. All right. So you felt, again, as you said, even though you were going through that with the with the family and stuff for years, you, you felt that there was more. All right. So yeah, I'll speed so, it up. Mm-hmm, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll speed it up. So I just pulled back. In essence, I just pulled back. And about okay. uh, three, four years ago, life okay. took a, a, a very hard spin, and okay. um, it, it led me on a search. Uh, okay. I mean, when I say my life was crumbling, my life was literally crumbling, and it led me on okay. a search. And okay. um, so around October 2013, I started going to YouTube. <clears throat> I was listening to oh. Professor Griff. That was the opening. Um, getting knowledge yourself. That was cool, you know. Uh, right. Then I started listening to, who else that guy was? Uh, Ray Hagen. That was cool. It still felt okay. churchy, so I didn't right. sit there long. And um, on YouTube, searching, and I came across one of your shows. Okay. And, okay. Uh, that's pretty much where we are. <laughs> All right, cool. Right, and I do remember that, and then I remember uh, you came, if, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, then you came roughly, I won't say a little bit over a year ago, you came down mm-hmm. to your first class. Now, right. at that point, okay, when you came down to your first class, um, so you were pretty much still in the conscious, I guess the, if you want to say it, the conscious community type of mode, is that, is that safe to say at the time? Because I want the listeners yes. to understand. Okay, good. Because I want the listeners yeah, to it was, understand. It was, yeah, okay. Right. No problem. It was a conscious mode, but I wasn't a part of no community. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. I was in All that right. realm, but not a part of anyone's conscious community, as they call it. Okay. All right, cool. So so you were still kind of searching. Um, you were mm-hmm. still. All right, good. And the reason why I want to bring that up is, uh, again, because I, I want listeners to understand in the short period of time you know, what you've done and the transformation you've been through. All right, so I do remember that day when you came. Matter of fact, it was your birthday. Matter of fact, I believe that first class. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah. It was, it 2014 was right around, a year ago. Yeah, 2014 okay. a year ago. <laughs> okay, so a little bit over a year and some change. Um, and you started coming to the classes. Um, now, what sparked your interest? Because obviously this is what we see. Well, now, not to you no more. It's not new no more. But at that time, um, what we do obviously is a little bit different than from what everybody else is doing in the sense that it, you know, you, you travel down pathways and, and, and you deal with areas of yourself um, that, you know, fortunately most people don't really explore. What are some of the first things you started to do as you started to absorb this information? I know you've been, you know, you were listening to the show. You, you, know, you pretty much come to pretty much most of the classes um, down here. Um, What's some of the first, if you could share with the listeners so some of your first experiences with magic, what's some of the things you started to do in the beginning that kind of kind of opened you up? Well, honestly, in the beginning, it was I was still in an in, in learning phase for a very long time until this year. I was just uh, learning. 
Um, right. And that was correct. And that was 2015. Let me correct myself. It was 2015, 2015 September 2015, um, gotcha. my first class. But um, mm-hmm. uh, I was still in learning mode. I was still working on myself, getting myself together um, internally. Um, so, you know, I was doing a lot of, as they say, chakra work, you know. Okay. <clears throat> getting myself grounded, aligned, and just working on myself. But what really snapped for me was the uh, ritual this year, uh, Jessica's initiation uh, ritual for uh-huh. my daughters. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And I do. Rem- I do remember that. Um, and just so the listeners understand, um, basically, um, Sonya's daughter Jessica, she has a spirit of a witch, and we did a uh, ceremony for that. Now let's focus on that because you say that's kind of what snapped. But I do remember that ceremony, and it was it was a powerful um, ceremony. Um, a lot of energy um, that we absorbed from that. I know I did personally. I can only speak on you know, what I, what I got out of it. Um, now what I want you to share is exactly as we were doing that ceremony and I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to remember roughly how long ago that was. That was probably, uh, what? June, June, 2016. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yes. You, shit. You remember better than me now. All right. So back in June, which, uh, so we say about six months ago, roughly, mm-hmm. um, I remember we had the altar set up. So what in that ceremony, just so people can understand and, and grab what, what, what kind of what kind of resonated with you? What kind of clicked? Um, exactly what happened that kind of maybe turned the switch off so people understand? Um, a, it wasn't spooky as people like to make it out to be. Um, oh. but the, the the energy was very, it was powerful. It wasn't oh. overwhelming. Wasn't nothing crazy going on. Nothing went flying oh. through the house. You know. Um, <laughs> But the energy, it was the energy that, that I connected to. Okay. Um, and just, again, to paint a, paint a visual for the, um, you know, listeners. Now, again, at that time, um, so people don't understand. I mean, yes, we were, you know, we were wearing all black. We, were in, we had hoods on and, uh, because then the, the, that particular ritual calls for that type of energy. Um, I want to focus on something you said. It wasn't spooky. And I hope people caught that because, as you always hear us talk about on this show, week in and week out, the stereotypes need to be tossed to the side because, you know, I'm not talking about our main listeners. I'm not talking to people that are on this path and understand it. Um, more so for newer, newer listeners or maybe newer practitioners that are starting out in this path, I still think some of them have a lot of that stereotype that's kind of still embedded there because they still associate it with a lot of the spooky shit. They still think it's, uh, unfortunately it's affiliated with European devil worship. You know, when they hear left hand path, um, mm-hmm. it can be a little overwhelming. You know what I'm saying? When you do the rituals, you, you know, you got pentagrams there and, and daggers and, and all these different type of implements and tools. And it could be overwhelming to somebody, uh, that's really has not absorbed it. So I'm glad you said that. There was no spooky. Well, that so. was, uh, no, nothing spooky. Actually, that was the very first, my very first ritual. It was my daughter's very first ritual. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we took it like camp. We, you know, we, we was in stride. We was in tune with it. Um, uh, we were not afraid, actually. Uh, right. Kind of excited to, to <laughs> participate in something and to learn and to experience what ritual is all about. 
right? And, you know, I do remember one thing that stands out to me as we're talking about it now, one thing that stands out to me about the ritual was actually when we were invoking some of the uh, the demons, when we bring down the energy and we were, well, I want to clarify this, uh, banishing in the sense when we were clearing our sacred space, you mm-hmm. know, to bring down the bring down the energy, I do remember for me personally, that was the most powerful point because uh, especially a lot of those witch spirits that came down during that ritual, uh, mainly that was, you know, the main witch that's associated with your daughter at the time. Uh, that was when that spirit overcame me because um, I have one similar spirit that works with that. So um, that was a powerful point for me because when, when the space was prepared and we invoked, you know, the energy to come down, um, I remember that crystal clear, and that's talking about it now. Mm. I can actually, you know, reflect back on it. So, yeah, and, you know, no doubt. Like I say, it's no, it's not spooky, and I'm glad you, glad people can hear it. And, and again, this is this is again we're talking to you know somebody that's you know, we're going only back six months ago. All right, so that was the first that was the first one, as you say, kind of you know clicked. All right, so after that point, now you did that. That was pretty much if we had safe to say your first major experience uh, working uh, anything dealing with the adept of the black arts. So what did that, from moving, po- moving forward, and we'll, we'll go through the last six months, six to seven months, uh, moving forward, after that point, what did you start to do after that? What, what started to happen to you? Like, what did you start doing? Things of that nature. Oh, wow. I, uh, I had to get altered. That was the first thing. I was like, I need mm. to get altered. Uh, okay. Um, well, now, now mm-hmm. we're gonna also. I'm sorry, but we're also gonna let the listeners know that you mm-hmm. got like twenty, thirty altars in the house. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> That's a whole other story. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I had to get an altar. My daughter had to get an altar. You know, um, hers is bigger than mine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, you know, and then I I just went to reading. I went to reading, listening, absorbing. Thinking, contemplating, um, oh. doing, uh, I, I can remember with my very first altar, my very first altar, that I would, every night, experiment doing a ritual. Every night, it was a ritual. Um, oh. I would come in, cleanse myself, and do a ritual. And meditate. Uh, I started getting into crystals, um, getting into herbs. Those things resonated with me a lot. They mm-hmm. still do. They are my yes. go-to. Um, uh, uh, so now, you know, I think I'm sitting on four altars in one space, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, we're, we're going to go back to the uh, the crystals and the herbs. And here's something important to understand. Everybody has, when you go, you're going to find when you really start tapping in, uh, you know, to, to your higher self, uh, or when you're on this path to self-deification, you're going to find out what your calling is. Uh, and one thing I'm telling you, and I've been doing this for 20-plus years, um, everybody has a unique gift. I'm telling you, this is a fact. Um, so there's always one thing particularly that stands out that somebody's skilled in, usually because they have a spirit or an energy that's connected to that. And obviously we identified with Sister Sonia. She definitely got a strong witch spirit that uh, makes herbs and potions and all types of shit and it's what she does and she's good at it we're going to go back to that we're going to talk about some of the baths um that you've even made and created um and and now you're even doing little stuff on the side for people at your job and shit so we'll get into that in a minute um 
All right, so now we're at that point where, okay, um, you started doing that. I want to talk about, uh, you know, a path, uh, one thing that came up, and you, you could share, because we did a show on it a couple of months ago. I want you to share with the listeners. Some stuff came up as we were, as we were you know, uh, working this spiritual path. Some stuff came up with the holy death. Um, and I remember you gave me a call about that. Tell people how you okay. kind of encountered working with that, because you've had a lot of success with that. Um, so yeah, how did, let's, let's, let's talk about how it, how you got sparked to start working with it. Cause I remember you gave me the call. So why don't we talk about that, how yeah. first you got sparked to work. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, um, I use candles a lot. I had to, there was a lot of, um, stuff going on in my house. So right. I, I, I would buy candles to keep the peace in my house. And right. so I was at the, the spot buying candles and mm-hmm. I looked over and I saw a holy death candle and I couldn't take my eyes off of it. It kept calling me back to it. And I was trying to figure out what is that all about? Uh, why, you know, what is that all about? Why is this holy death uh, calling me? It kept, I had to go to it. I had to touch it. I had to feel it. Uh, I was a little perplexed. I, I didn't understand, honestly. I just didn't understand uh why was I was being called to the holy death? Oh. Uh, and so that's when I gave you a call. <laughs> right, I remember that. I remember that call well. Mm-hmm. Figure you out what me, was gave, going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember you gave me that call. Um, and it's funny because we hadn't done a show on it yet because we're going back several months. Um, and the holy death is something that I've worked with for for, for a bit. And, the Holy Death is a great archetype energy to open paths, to clear paths for you, um, to petition. It's a it's a powerful energy, and you know as we as we did on the show, we talked about the different aspects of it. So I I do remember the call you wanted to, and this was my response. See, one thing I noticed, and I noticed this dealing with people, and this is one thing I noticed with Sister Sonia, she wasn't afraid. Perceive, I'm I'm the type of person if you call me, I'm not going to put you on my nap, my lap, and burp you and and cuddle you and shit, because that's not the way you learn, unfortunately. That's not the way that I, that I teach, that I instruct, if you're learn, willing to do this. Um, I do remember the call, and mm-hmm. you, 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 weren't, you definitely weren't fearful. You just had a lot of questions. You, you, just, you were not in the know. But the very fact that, you know, you were eager, my response to you, and correct me if I'm wrong, I said, look, just go with your intuition. We had a little brief conversation, correct? We had a little brief conversation about what it works. So, all right, that's what I told you. I said, look, if that's your intuition, just roll with it and don't overthink it because something is activating in you that's drawing you to that particular archetype. So what did you do after that? You saw the candle. We had that yes, conversation. Yes, yeah, we had that conversation, and I went to another spot. I was going to a spot to, to, to get some candles and, um, and some herbs. Uh, and then I looked over at the bookshelf, and on the bookshelf was a book. Um, my eye went straight to it, and there's a lot of books on the bookshelf. Um, my eye went straight to the La, uh, Santa Maria book. And so right. when I saw that, I was like, it's a wrap. I, I need this book. Apparently, I have to work yep. with this entity. Yes, that was yep. my confirmation. Yep. Okay. All right, and then I remember, and if the listeners, you know, maybe we could uh, put that up on the um, Facebook page when we get a chance. Uh, the altar that Sister Sonia has created for the whole debt, it's, it's nice. 
Um, she's decorated it with skulls. Uh, she's got a coffin on there. She's got a white aspect. I believe you got two, correct? We have, there's a white aspect. Correct. And, right. A black. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how that came about. The first working with it, because the, I remember you sending me the picture of the altar, and it's, it's really nice. You can, see, you can see the energy that was put behind it. You can see the power in it. You see, I mean, just when you look at it, I mean, I got to be honest, some people send me shit kind of whack. Um, then you can kind of gravitate. You see some energy, and it's like, yeah, you feel it. Um, so, all right, so you started working with it. What's the first thing you did? What, 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 did you do the white aspect or the black first? I can't remember. It was it was the black. Um, okay, uh, let's talk about that. I was at a botanica, and that was spotted. Uh, I purchased, um, mm-hmm. and this was this was October of this year. Right. October, okay. Um, right. uh, so I, I purchased, brought it home. I didn't set it up right away because uh, uh, I just didn't set it up right away. So, but I think the next weekend when I set up that altar, when I pulled that holy death out, I, my head, I was just busy. And I had to give you a call because I didn't understand that. I didn't understand, like, look, uh, why my mom feeling busy and stuff with this here. And you was explaining that was the energy. Okay. Um, I do remember that call. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I set up my altar, um, and I did my first ritual. Um, okay. In my first ritual, I simply set my intent, um, and it was for growth. Uh, my intent was for growth. Uh, a couple of days later, uh, I got the manifestation I didn't expect. Okay. It was a financial gain. I didn't expect it. It was totally out of the blue. I didn't expect it. And I had to call and tell you that, too, because I wasn't, it wasn't expected. <laughs> well, let's, let's do this so people know what you're talking about. And that call, I remember real well. Let's let's do that. I want you to just and you know share what you can in detail, but exactly mm-hmm. just so people have a, a little better understanding. Like you say, you petitioned for growth um, and something, and it wasn't by chance because I told you that once yeah. you start, once you open that porthole in that dimension and you start working with that archetype, it does wonders. What exactly happened? If you can kind of share, so the listeners understand what you're talking about, so it doesn't just sound like we're being vague. Okay. Well, you know, when I when I uh do my rituals, you know, I um it, well, like when I write my petition, I have a uh a black feather and dragon's blood ink. And uh-huh. I write my intention and I set my intention underneath the holy death statue. Now, let me also provide this clarity. That Statue is just simply that a statue to help me um, visual uh, the energy of the Holy Dead. Right. It's just a symbol. Right. I don't worship that. that statue. It's not something I worship at all. It's a representation of the energy that I I access when I'm in front of my altar doing work with the Holy Dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're gonna go back. We're gonna go back to that. But finish. Go ahead. We're gonna go back to what you just said. But go ahead and finish and share. Okay. Um. So my rituals. I, it's, it's nothing elaborate. It's all me. Um. Uh. Again, in the beginning, yes, I would 
follow a set pattern just to get used to doing a ritual. Um, But I branched out into doing my own, putting my own stamp on it so that it's, you know, as you and Ravonna Noon has taught, it's more powerful that way. And, uh, of course, I do the circle, um, Uh west, south, east, and north, because my altar faces. My altar faces west. Um, okay. I set my intent, uh, focus on it, do my meditation on it, uh, uh-huh. invoke the energy of the Holy Death, and uh-huh. uh, then I would close out, you know, and then I would just uh-huh. let the space go. But Okay. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm saying now share, like you said, you did a ritual for growth. What exactly mm-hmm. happened shortly after that? I remember, I want, I want you to share with the listeners. Oh, I remember okay. that call. Um, well, I got a raise. I work. Um, so I got a raise. And I was the raise I received, everybody didn't get that raise. It was a top tier raise. And uh, okay. not only was that, it was an increase in bonus that came right along with it. And, and and how did that come? Because remember, remember you said it was retrograde. They had to they had to do retro, which that's what I oh, found yeah. interested about it. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. That's something they don't they don't do, but they retrograde me back. Uh huh. A half a couple of months. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So I just want listeners to be clear, so they understand. We don't want to be vague, and so you you open the doorway, you open the pathway, and this is not by coincidence. Right. Like, like you say, this is definitely not by coincidence because there's no such thing. Um, now, this was the black aspect. Now, right. let's talk about the white aspect. How did that come about? Because, you know, and again, if people, we're not going to get too de- uh, in-depth into that. You can go back and listen to the Holy Death Show. There are different aspects because I want to back up before we get into that because you said something that was important, probably the most important thing you said, and I hope it didn't go bypass uh, you know, anybody that's listening, you said you focus, and we always say that on the show, you, the, the statue is a symbol. You know, it just it, it just excites something in your subconscious to focus on. That's all. And I'm glad you said that. You use it as a focal point. It's a symbol that, you know, again, vibrates a certain state of consciousness. That's what you should look at any, any implements on your altar and focus on the consciousness that, that it represents on I'm glad you explained that because not only does it just confirm to me, I hope it confirms to everybody else. Um, that's how you're supposed to approach it. Um, you don't, and, you don't, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, let me interject. Yeah. Sure. Let me interject one other thing. So in, what I forgot to mention also in my research and learning um, before I actually started working with the Holy Death, um, I hear a lot of people talking about, oh, they have to use St. Michael to work with the Holy Death. That didn't, never made sense to me. That never made sense to me because I'm like, why are you working with the Holy Death if you have to use something else to counter right. the energy that you're trying to access? Um, it, right. it was like an oxymoron. and It didn't make sense. And mm-hmm. everyone, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you don't need that. If you work with St. Michael, work with St. Michael. But you do mm-hmm. need it to, to counter anything with the Holy Death. The Holy Death right. has on it the um, scales of justice, right? That's, and that's trust right. me when I tell you 
whatever, it, it will balance you out. That's what I have found out working with the Holy Death. <laughs> it will balance you out however it needs to balance you out. It, it will do That's that. Right. It's going to give you what you <laughs> need good and what you may perceive as something bad, but it's actually That's something right. good. But it's going to balance it out. That's right. Like, now I want to back up. Received, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Go ahead, finish. We'll back up in a second. No. Go ahead, finish. Okay. No, no, no. no. Go ahead, well, finish. I wanted finish. to say I may have I may have received uh, an increase, but with that increase came more responsibility. Or with that increase, I have to now I have the ability to square away some financial responsibility. Oh. Oh. Which is something that was that is something. Okay, I will let the listeners know. That's that's what's in my coffin. My the the black coffin that Mike is talking about, that's what's in that coffin. Okay. Oh. I'm bearing certain things in that coffin. And okay. financial freedom is is part of that. That's right. Okay. I'm glad you said responsibility too, because there that does come, you know, a uh ownership and a responsibility this and, and when understanding how this archetype energy works. You have to be very particular in working with this. Um, mm-hmm. And I know just like you say, you wrote down your petitions and you make your packs. Um, you have to be solid on that. But what I want to back up to real quick is all that bullshit with St. Michael and all that. Now, again, we kind of went over that when we did that show a few weeks back on the Holy Death. That's all that Catholic bullshit. Um, and as we've told listeners, when you work with the real origin of this archetype, you got to go back, you know, mm-hmm. back into that, you know, the Aztecs and the uh, queen of the underworld, you know, the symbolicism and, you know, it ties into uh, an energy that predates all that. And we did refer to on that show in a good book. Uh, again, uh, I would recommend on that conjure man, Ali um, to me has the best book on it because he, he gives it to you from all angles. <laughs> and he basically tells you it's not really necessary. And one can basically use any aspect of the Holy death and ha- and get results. Um, so I wanted to throw that in there. Um, so that, if anybody is, you know, working with that, don't get caught up in all that, all that Christian Catholic bullshit. Because, you know, just like everything else, as they've gotten a hold on it, it became watered down. But like you just confirmed, it didn't even resonate with you, and that's fine. And it's, there's no need for that shit. So important to all understand. Right. All right. So let's let's talk about the white aspects before mm-hmm. we leave this topic of the Holy Death. How did that come about? Well, I was um, searching on the website uh, that was recommended, and um, I saw the white aspect of the Holy Death. I said, it resonated with me. I said, I'm going to get the white aspect of the Holy Death. Uh, Not the other colors. I didn't do any other colors because they had all the other colors, but the white one is what resonated with me. So Uh uh, when it came, and let me say this here too, before I... Uh, um, set anything on my altar, it has to be cleansed and charged. Very important. Very important. Okay, I didn't mention that with the black one. So I cleansed it, the white one, and uh, didn't have an altar for it. (laughs) I created one for it. And uh, um, in a sense, is that it's not sitting on the table. You know, when people think of altars, it's sitting on something. It's actually underneath the table of my black they both occupy the same area, my black uh, uh, holy death. Um, right. So when I 
wanted to access that, went to working with that, it was, in a way, it was, it's, you know, I, it was um, as powerful. Um, the energy in that area is is off the chain. Um, you can walk in that area and you will feel energy. Um, but the experience I had when I did my first ritual with the uh, white aspect of the holy death is that I I had a true experience. It it it, um, it kind of shook me. Um, uh, I did a ritual. I, I you know it was just a, a, a I didn't go in there with no preconceived notions. Uh, it was simply to just do a ritual. I was grounding myself actually. Uh, that was it. And I was taken on a, on a very awesome, magical journey. Uh, and get into that in detail because that's important too. What, what happened in that experience? Yeah. I remember this one crystal clear, but go ahead. You need to, you need to talk about that. Okay. Uh, well, what happened was that, um, I instantly, uh, Okay. Let me back up a bit. Whenever I prepare, get myself into um, that mode, and uh, it was just a regular day, honestly. I had on regular clothes. I wasn't in, I know Mike mentioned before we did the one ritual and all black. I, I will pull out black when I feel the need to, or mm-hmm. I, I do sometimes just straight nude rituals or uh, just in regular clothes. Again, it was just a regular mm-hmm. day. I just wanted to consecrate, you know, connect with the, the white aspect of the holy death. So right. I grounded myself. I grounded myself with a with a witch light. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I grounded myself with that. And um, I instantly, when I went into meditation, I went in, I instantly started crying. didn't know why. I kept going with it. I made sure I stayed within my meditation. So what mm-hmm. happened was the energy of the Holy Death had my hand. Um, I was going through a path, and this is what I think is very important, at least to me. Um, the path, the light was dark, then it'd be light. It'd be dark, it'd be light. It'd be dark, it'd be light. And then I was taken to a place laid out on the altar. Uh, what I didn't tell you was, you know, when I, like, what? I was in nude on the altar, okay? Right. And I had crazy energy around my head. It was as if um, the Holy Death was working on my head. It was crazy energy. I can feel it. Um, It was just crazy. And uh, I'm on the altar. I look over to my right, and there are four Egyptian deities to my right. And uh, the whole while, tears are just streaming uh, down. I wasn't sad, by the way, before I even went into this you know, ritual, I, you know, I was fine. Again, just a regular old day. And um, right. to the, which I, now this also, I think is very important. To the right of me, sitting on throne, you know, sitting on the throne were four Egyptian deities, Horus, uh-huh. Isis, Sekhmet, and Anubis. Uh-huh. And it was powerful to me. I just felt, when I looked over, I just felt love. It was just, it was just love. And uh, then when I noticed again, I was sitting in front of them on my own little right. throne. Right. Okay. 
And right. uh, I was back on the altar, crazy head energy still going on, and Holy Death took my hand. Another important part is that when I exited, it was black. Mm. And we, uh, yeah, and we know what that represents. That's and I and and now I want to pick up. I want to add something here. I'm gonna let you finish. Did I remember you gave me a call? And and the fucking crazier part part about it was that night right before I had done something with the Holy Death. I did a cleansing, um, some work that I had did, which I kind of sensed that there was something going on. Uh, wasn't quite sure what it was. But there was something going on. So I got that call from you, and I remember this crystal clear. You were, you were, you were shook, um, and you had stuff going on with your feet. I remember you telling me you couldn't, you couldn't even stand on the ground. And yeah. I was, you know, trying to give you some stuff to do to take your shoes off, go out in the soil, um, to try to get that, that mag, you know, that magnetic, you know, balancement back in the body. Because sometimes when you have these spiritual experiences, basically what you did was a form of astral travel. You, you exited the body. And sometimes there's so much energy. And, and, and as I explained to you, when it happens for the very first time, um, it, it definitely leaves an impression. But as you, as you start to do it more, you'll, you settle into it. And that, that, I guarantee that won't really start. That won't happen as much. But because it was your first, you know, real major experience, uh, you do get a lot of effects like that, which is, that happens. But the most important part, like I told you, when you said as you were exiting, you went, it was just dark. Basically what happens is I want the listeners to understand this. When you start working with energy, you start work. this is what this path is about. That was basically the confirmation. You understand? To show you, you've now tapped into the abyss. You understand what I'm saying? You've now opened that, what you want, you could call it the, the black flame of consciousness. There's different symbolicism, the gates of consciousness, the black flame. Many different mm-hmm. symbolic terminology. You date, and, I, and this is what I told you on the phone that day, so the listeners can understand. You've now opened the door. You've asked for it. It's open. You know, you you walked in now, and there's really no turning back because uh, they basically were. That was your own. It's personal. You know, we're sharing with the listeners, even though it's personal. But that was your personal initiation, and this was your opening. This is this is kind of really. You know, you want to say your baptism by fire, um, right? And I want to, I want to stress, <laughs> so listeners can understand. Excuse me. A lot of this, and one thing I want people to hear, because and you keep saying it constantly, if, if people are listening closely, you you kind of motivated your, you motivated yourself to do this stuff. It's not like you know you 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 were looking for somebody to tell you you should and should not. But anyway, finish finish what you were saying. We're gonna we're kind of gonna go back to that. But I just want to. I just want people to understand, oh, one thing I, we can't leave out from this, which is very important. After we had that, before I forget, and then I'm going to let you finish, because this was kind of fucked me up a little bit. After I was talking to you that day, I remember when you, you know, you were pretty shaken, not in a bad way, I mean, but you were shook. Yeah. You were yeah. kind of emotional. I said, all right, well, let me go to my altar and, 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 and figure out what's going on. So I said, all right, well, I'll, I'll get back to you. So I go to my altar in front of my holy death. Um, so let me show you how the spirit works, man. And let me show you when you start tapping in, is how this shit works. It may not make sense sometimes. You might have to sit down for a minute and ponder the shit, but it all happens. You're seeing it in secret. So I'm sitting in front of my altar, and all I see is some of y'all might know who this is, who it's not. And I want you to talk about that. I keep seeing Clarence Carter, and I keep hearing the song Change is going to come, that song. 
I keep fucking hearing it in my head. I keep hearing it and hearing it. So I'm like, all right, this is coming through for a particular reason. Got to figure out why. So I'm sitting there after after I'm, you know, putting together, a, you know, what Sister Sonya had explained, the holy death was, this is how we came to the conclusion. This was an initiation of change. So it was like, the energy that was being communicated, stop trying to look so deep. It's not really that fucking complicated. It was like, hello, wake up, smack in the face. So mm-hmm. I knew she was shook, so I went and pulled the video up on YouTube of the song, and I sent it to her. I said, look, this is what I got from it. I'm just, this is, a per- this is something personal for you. But because we have, we've worked with this energy, we do have a connection with it together because we've done some work together, this is, this is what came through. You need to focus on this song. Because this is all the Holy Death was showing me. Clarence Carter, change is going to come. And I'm like, why the fuck am I seeing this? And I kind of meditate on it and say, it makes sense. Because you just went through a great change. So I sent it over to you and I explained what happened. I said that, I remember sending that over to you, uh, mm-hmm. which is a popular song. been around for a long time. What, what kind of effect did that have? Oh, Lord. Um, well, you, well, you're right. Um, when I came up out that meditation, I was full of energy. Um, I've already, especially my right hand, can feel energy rather strongly from living things, plants, right. things of that nature, animals. I can feel it. Um, right. But as you mentioned, uh, my feet, I never felt it in my feet. The energy was just off the chain. My Both hands were just really, it, I was just encompassed in so much energy. But when you mm-hmm. kick that video over to me, ah, crying again, you know, um, it, it, it instantly, instantly resonated with me. And it confirmed, it confirmed uh, not only that experience, but it confirmed some things that, which you may not know, I was uh, personally dealing with, personally sensing that something, that my life was going to change. Right. And, uh, right. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and again, when we talk about symbols, um, how to connect imagery, um, how to work with the archetypes, I hope people are listening. The reason why I wanted to do this tonight, one, because I'm tired of listening to myself and dudes talk about this shit. That's number one. I want you to hear it again. I want listeners to hear it from uh, somebody that's fairly new and that's a female on this path. And in a short period of time, it's happened, I'm telling you, I'm fortunate, I'm fortunate enough to witness it because obviously she's in the area that I'm at. And, and Sister Sonia tell we only know each other from her coming to the classes and her stumbling across my videos on um, YouTube. Um, but the point, what I'm trying to get listeners to see, if you really apply yourself, this is some shit that really you get results. And that's what we talk about on the show. This is a path about getting results. This ain't no, you're going to get a three-hour exactly. lecture on, yeah, you, you know, you're not going to get a three-hour lecture on how great you used to be in Africa and Egypt. All that shit is a waste of goddamn time in 2016. We're not going to sit here and debate about the metunetter and whether it was translated or not. Who gives a fuck? Because in 2016, that's going to do absolutely nothing for you. If we tapped into the stuff we're talking about tonight, if everybody's mindset would get on that wavelength, this is the ability melanated people have when they can really tap into the power of their superconsciousness because this energy is embedded in us. We, we, we can access any of these deities 
any of these archetype energies. See, on this path, you don't read about set, you become set. You don't, you don't read about Anubis, you become Anubis. You don't read about the holy death, you become the holy death because, in essence, you are the ritual. You'll learn that shit as you keep traveling this path. This is what people don't really grasp. But we're distracted because we're fucking with all this other nonsensical shit. We're debating history. We're, we're getting caught up in all these different schools of thought. I'm a more, I'm a Hebrew, I'm a Muslim, I'm this, I'm fucking that. None of that stuff is going to do anything for us. That's the reality. And I don't give a shit. I stand behind that. I stand behind it 100%. You're not getting no results from any of that shit. And all it does is keep causing division amongst us because in this quote-unquote conscious community, we're arguing over this shit. You know, the Moors are right. You know, the fucking Kemetic community is right. The black Hebrewists are right. They're, you know, they're fucking whack jobs, et cetera. So the point of doing this, we got a female that we're talking to that, again, within, you know, even though she's, you know, certainly been studying for, let's say, a little bit over a year, but she didn't really start working rituals to, what did you say, about six, seven months ago? Is that safe to say? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. But as I told you, you know, you know, uh, even when I first met you, I said this has to be real to me. I need results. Mm-hmm. It has to work for me. I was tired right. of not working for me. Um, That's right. I tease people now. You know, baby Jesus never did nothing for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm I'm being brutally honest. <laughs> never did anything for me. And I'm, I, I can give you another example because when I started walking this path and understanding that I embody baby Jesus, That's okay, right. in essence, um, that right. even if I do, quote, unquote, go before my altar, go in my prayer closet and pray, I get results. Not, not two days or a year from now or maybe. No, I get results. That's right. That's right. And that's, that's oh. important. That's important. But go ahead. We're going to go back to that in a second. That's important. Go ahead. No, I'm just, you know, I just want them to understand that, you know, this, this for me, um, it had to be real. And when I noticed right. that it was real, I ran with it, literally. Um, there's no boss hold. I'm not afraid of anything. I'm here to experience everything. That's right. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm not no uh, punk bitch by this. Excuse my language. Um, no, that's what it is. That's what it is. You know, and I don't, I don't yeah. need no one to tell me anything other than because it's, it's you know, you, you know, Ravon has said it a thousand times. It, it's real for you guys. You know what? So yeah. I can say it's real for me because I've had my own personal experiences. There I have experience. Jackpot. That's that's exactly. And I want to back up and mm-hmm. results. And what you just said was was fucking million dollar right there. You got your own experience. And again, by all means, whether it's myself, Brother Ravana Noon, or Sister Sonia now, we're just sharing the experience. We're not telling you, <coughs> again, to accept it as your truth. We're just sharing this tonight. That's why I wanted to do a little bit something different a little bit tonight. Um, so this inspires you to have your own experience. So we want to be crystal clear. You don't want to accept uh, anybody's personal experience as a reality until you experience it yourself. Because if we do, then we're back to religious bullshit. Um, and basically what's happened here with Sister Sonia, especially with that, her doorway to getting herself open was the, was the holy death. And that mm-hmm. was basically her, her, you know, her initiation into this. Um, 
so we want to share that to show this 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 is what you know kind of opened the door all right and another thing you said real quick let's back up to that excuse me <laughs> is results okay this is how we got to start gauging if what we're doing is successful and I want to I want to I want to sidetrack for a quick minute here mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. of us for years have been doing all types of shit we 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 claim to be conscious we're doing all these, you know, we're doing fucking Egyptian yoga and fucking eating kale salads and all this other shit we've been doing. And we've convinced ourselves the illusion. I'm not saying you ain't going to get your regular mundane results from it. Because I know some people might be listening and go, yeah, well, I do, I do Egyptian yoga. It's done wonders for me. All right, I'm not talking about standard results because I can get similar results from a good exercise program, which I do three to four days a week. Um, tai Chi, you know, you can get great results from that similar to yoga, et cetera. I'm not talking about the obvious. I want to be crystal clear on that. That's obvious. So I'm not saying those things are not good just for your obvious result. We're talking about transformational change on a spiritually, mental, and emotional level. Because if if people are paying attention to what we're talking about tonight, um, when we, we're using terms like you were shook, it was traumatic in the sense, not in a bad way. And, no. and this is, our, no, not in a bad way. I want to make that crystal clear. This is what we mean when it says it brings abrupt change. When you start tapping into the, to the art of a black adept, it brings it abruptly. And everybody knows what the word abruptly means. Fast, sudden, intense. And one has to understand that when you ask and you not, and you want to open up that black flame and tap into that consciousness of your abyss or your subconscious mind comes abrupt, okay? So the results are, are, are automatic on all levels, okay? And, again, as, as, we, as we talked here and as you've explained, some of the things, the, obviously, the, the, the vast changes you went through in, in a short period of time. Um, oh, yeah. The res- yeah, the results, because here's the thing. This is not a path where you got to wait long at all if you know what you're doing. And trust me when I tell you that. And, again, you're not just hearing it from me. You're not hearing it from Rabana Noon. You're not, you're not hearing it from um, Sister Sonia. And I'm sure there's plenty of other people out there that can share similar experiences. And this is what we want people to do. Um, if you're practicing something every day, and I use that word practice because it has root in the word practitioner. So when we say somebody's a practitioner of something, that means you practice it regularly. If you're not getting transformational results consistently, you're not challenging yourself on a daily basis, you're not exploring new avenues, you're not bringing out, you're not, you know, when you challenge yourself, you bring out that, that potential. You, you, you tap into, you push yourself to the limits to bring out that potential. That's what this path is about. When you get into a mundane rigmarole of doing the same shit, Every day, like, yeah, you know, I get up, I meditate in the morning, I do my yoga, you know, I study my comedic information. That's all nice and pretty. But most of those motherfuckers just, they basically program robots. They have a lot of information, and then you convince yourself because you put the whole look on. You know, you don't have any cat, and something you said about when you did rituals, Sonia, that when you had your experience, you didn't do nothing elaborate. You didn't, you didn't put on anything elaborate because really, in that sense, as I told you, it was a form of chaos magic because sometimes when you don't plan it and it just kind of happens, sometimes that's your most powerful um, experience. But we got a lot of Negroes that, you know, 
they got the African Egyptian thing down packed, you know. They got on the nice garb and, you know, they smell good and they got honks and shit on and, you know, Hotep, Alafia and all that shit. But but really there's nothing going on on the inside. And and me, like I said, I, I can smell that shit from a mile away. That shit doesn't deceive me, it doesn't fool me. Um, because when you really start talking, you see there's no substance there. So this is not a path about portraying on the outside. You have all the symbols. You have everything that you looked apart. This is actually experienced. And and as you said in your ritual, in the one experience that you just shared with us, you didn't, like I say, you didn't do nothing elaborate. It kind of was a regular day. And, you know, as you, as you explained what happened. All right. Anything you wanted to add to that before we move forward? Did you want to add anything to that? Uh, yeah, I want to add. What I left out was um, I want to say um, maybe I think a, a day or two before, um, as we, you know, kind of alluded to, I work with herbs. Um, yes. So I don't really prescribe to anyone's formula. Um uh-huh. For anything, um, uh, for herbal, whatever, tea, bath, whatever, I mm-hmm. created, uh, uh, I just was sitting, <clears throat> getting ready to get into my herbs. And, and let me just say this here, uh, when I get into my herbs, I zone in. I, I instantly, I'm, I'm in, I'm tapped in. And I mm-hmm. created a chakra bath because I wanted mm-hmm. to work on my chakras. You know, that's what we do, right? We work on our chakras. We That's make sure right. our chakras are aligned. And when I did my bath, I got immediate results, and it was a blockage in my throat. Um, That's right. It, it literally stopped at my throat. And I'm like, okay, so what am I not expressing? What feelings am I not addressing? What, what is going on that I need to deal with my throat chakra? Um, uh, so, and, and I think, too, that relates to the ritual that was performed, you Correct. know, the results from that uh, by doing the chakra bath um, beforehand. And, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, no, I'm so agreeing I with I thought, you. I thought I, yeah, yeah, no, I thought I left that out. You know, I just wanted to mention that I did do a bath a couple of days before. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you did something to enhance it. And, again, now that's kind of where the next avenue I was going to go. Um uh, and again, the beauty of this to me, okay, I mean, it's a little more personal for me because I've, I've witnessed it firsthand. The beauty of this alone, she's figuring all this out as she's going along. I just want to be clear on that. And that's, the, that's probably the most powerful shit. Okay, this is somebody, again, she took the initiative, she experimented, she, she collected her experiences, and she's drawing these conclusions. Um, you know, she might call me here and there for some advice, but again, I told you, I ain't the type of motherfucker that's going to put you on my knee and rock you to sleep and tell your baby it's going to be okay. That's not me. I'm going to tell you, dive into that motherfucker and stop overthinking it. So I bring that up because, again, this is an individual that took it upon herself to, to get her experiences, collect the data for herself, because this is all part of that process that we talk about on the show week in and week out for the last year and some change, creating your own path. You're, you're listening to that process right now. This is what we're talking about. This is an individual that's creating her own path. Now, is this going to work for people out there? No, it's not going to work for everybody because this is her personal path. Now, you might have some similarities in some of the things that she's doing that you can resonate with, sure. 
there might be similarities, but everybody's path is unique in the sense that it's self-created and it's going to work for them. So everybody's path isn't going to be identically the same. Um, which leads me into my next area, since you bring up baths, herbs, crystals. This is one of your fortes. Um, I know in consultations, when we first met, when I was doing some consultations for you, you had that energy that came through, uh, spirit of the witch. Um, you have earth spirits. Um, you have a water spirit. We won't get too much into depth in that. Um, so this is something that I knew was naturally connected to you. So what I want you to now share with, because I know this shit you fuck with all the time. Um, Share with the listeners a little bit in depth uh, what type of herbs you work with, for what purposes, um, crystals, um, how you work with those, and for what purposes. I'm not saying you got to get in every single detail, but maybe mm-hmm. share some of the effective things that you use regularly that kind of work. Um, maybe you can share that with some of the listeners. Okay. Um, uh, but you know what? Let me back up a bit, too, because when you I, I forgot to mention that about the the water energy that I work with um, when we had our first consultation, you told me about my water energy, and I think right. that that what that that set the tone for me to start because I literally went to working with that energy. I worked with it. It it as well balanced me out. It was a softer energy. It right. took months to do its thing, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But so I just wanted to, to to back up and mention that. But um, okay. as as far as the um, herbs I work with, I work with dried herbs right now. Um, uh, I create my own personal teas. Uh, <coughs> it works because uh, I experiment on my family. That's what they're here for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the guinea the guinea pigs. Yeah, the guinea pigs. I experiment on them to see how the mixture affects each person individually. Um, I've had uh, them to have Kundalini experience. I had them to have psychic experience behind my teeth. And I just, you know, explained about the bath. Um, so I, I work with a lot of dry herbs. Uh, okay. uh, peppermint is the one. That's a, that's a known herb, right? Peppermint, everyone knows. Peppermint, love peppermint. Um, but I use peppermint really a lot in my spiritual work to draw. I also use it in money, okay? Okay. When I'm when I work with some finances, I'll, I'll use that as as well. But I use peppermint a lot in spiritual work because that's what I'm about. Money, yeah, that'll come. That's that's just not even a concern to me. Um, right. Um, but uh, I use my herbs. I do creation. I mean, um, protection. Um, mojo bags. Mm-hmm. They work. I, you know, uh, I, I'm not going to give you <laughs> my right. recipe or, or, no, no, or what no, I'm no, using, no, no, no. but, you know, I can tell you not only in my uh, protection mojo bags, I use crystals, tiger's eye, garnet. Um, mm. You can use those things. Tiger's eye is in general. Everyone knows about that, but everyone don't know that you can use garnet the same way in a protection. Um, That's right. Yeah, sandalwood. I use sandalwood, uh, mm-hmm. especially when I'm doing some meditation work. Uh, I use sandalwood a lot, and you can use sandalwood too within a protection. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Good. Mm-hmm. And what, what we are going to do before we, in about 10 minutes, we're going to go to the phones. Again, we're going to keep the format tight tonight between 9 and 11 due to the events we got going on this weekend. Uh, we will go to the phones in about 10 minutes, 15 minutes. So uh, if you've got any questions for Sister Sonia, um, you can uh, speak to her. Uh, if you got any questions and you're in the chat, uh, I'm going to go over a bunch of stuff Seth Atten typed in. He typed in some good stuff. We'll share some of his stuff. Um, so, you know, get your questions ready. Or if you just, you know, you want to comment uh, or you want to speak to Sister Sonia, we will give you her contact information um, and before we before we leave. And, and, again, if you're interested in any of those baths that she's talking about, you can contact her, um, and, and she'll give you information on that. And, uh, she can maybe create one for you. Um, that's something you could discuss with her. Um, she has even done that on the side. I don't remember you shared something with me. Uh, you made one for a coworker recently. Um, yeah, that was powerful too because um, my coworker is a new ager, right? She's okay. into all the new age stuff, and I was we we can talk. She's probably the only person at work, and I can kind of vibe with it and talk about this kind of stuff. And it doesn't. I don't go right. too deep. I don't go too hold up. I don't go too left. I don't go too much to the left. You know, I, I kind you. of stay kind of I stay kind of white and light, right? I um, but I was explaining to her about the bath I did because, hey, she understands chakras. She knows about chakras. I explained to her, and she was like, oh, I got a lot going on. I have a lot of people in my space. I need to clear my space. Um, can, you, can you do this um, chakra bath for me? I'm like, okay. So I gave her one. It wasn't the same recipe um, because, again, sometimes when I get in the zone with uh-huh. doing whatever I'm doing with my herbs, I don't write it down. I don't record it. You know, but uh, uh-huh. which I, I'm, I'm being told constantly uh, by my brother that I need to do. But um, okay. uh, I created one for her, um, and I also included two bay leaves in there because of what she shared with me. Um, right. She knew what to do with the bay leaves. She, the next day she came to work, she said, Sonia, she said, oh, my gosh, um, that was powerful. She said, I don't know what you charged it with, what intent you said. <laughs> uh, but it was, she said it was powerful. So for me, know, that was a good confirmation. <laughs> right. I know what the fuck you charged it with, but yeah, well, go ahead. <laughs> I do too, right? That was that holy mm-hmm. damn charge I put on that. That's right. Just to let the That's listeners right. know. What I charged mm-hmm. with, I charged mm-hmm. with that holy death because again, uh, that's my go-to. That's what I resonate with the most. Um, I can look mm-hmm. back on, I can look back on my life and see how I'm connected to the holy death. I can see why I was drawn to it. I can see it. Right. Um, on my other two altars, I have an image of Isis and I have Kali. Okay. Mm which I resonate with those as well. But I don't right. resonate with this here light ISIS thing. It's the dark aspect of ISIS right. that I That's resonate right. with. And, and people don't know that. They, you know, they don't understand that part of ISIS. Let me just put it right. that way. Or, or, or it's not talked about as much. That she can be just as fierce and protect. If you listen to the story, that should be able to tell you, you know, uh, just as fierce as the Holy Death or Kali. You know, right? They, right. They gonna move something, big time. And you know, it's funny, funny again that you bring that up. Like you say, uh, unfortunately, when you bring up the ISIS thing, um, you know, people are constantly they just look at one aspect, and this is important. We've touched on this, uh, you know, a few times on the show. Um, 
people just see one side. And, and I bring up the Egypt thing and because you just mentioned that aspect of how you just explained uh, the aspect or the energy of ISIS that you work with. Um, since Egypt is like the biggest thing now in the last 10 to 15 years, it's become kind of kind of like a fad and shit. Uh, people only work with that one side of Egypt and the deities. Um, it's always this, and I'm going to be honest, which is very religious. Um, it's always mm-hmm. this one-sided, yeah, fluffy, uh, you know, blessings from the, you know, it's, it's basically religion. We, you know, a lot of people have convinced themselves that it's not, but it basically is religion. Now, as I've mentioned before, and when you have an aspect in Egypt that nobody really talks about, and the energy that we're talking about, whether it's Aset or Isis, whether it's Sekhmet, Anubu, Set, uh, when you go into real what they call Heka in Egypt, H-E-K-A, which is just a term for magic, it's just uh, uh, the term that they use for manipulating uh, energy. And as we said before, that's what real magic is. Everything we're talking about tonight goes into the category of manipulating the subconscious mind. Right. The presence, yeah, the presence of that is so strong in the Egyptian pantheon and the Egyptian doctrine that nobody talks about this shit. You know what I mean? Nobody really taps into it. Nobody, everybody just talks about the you the regular surface mundane shit, you know, the symbolicism of who Horus, you know, all that bullshit that we all know, it's all history. But nobody gets into this aspect. So I'm glad you explained like you said when you were mentioning ISIS you didn't get in you weren't you weren't referring to like you say what most people would think is the norm. Kind of when you say a darker aspect, let me ask you this so you can explain. Explain, get a little bit in the details, and if you could, just a little bit. When you say it, not that, that aspect, how do you, when, when, what do you perceive from that aspect of ISIS that you work with when you say that? Okay, if you can explain so the listeners understand. How do you approach it, uh, and, you know what I mean? Um, when, I'm, when I'm working with the uh, blight aspect of ISIS, I approach it pretty much in the same way I would working with the Holy Death. Right. Okay. Um, uh, we're not talking about, you know, when people talk about the white ISIS or, or the lighter ISIS, they're talking about right. uh, how nurturing and compassionate, <laughs> you know. I got you. Uh, I got but you. the black ISIS, when I'm working with what I call the darker or black ISIS, you know, uh, I'm focusing on the goal. It's, it has to be attained. Uh, uh-huh. It, 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 it's about moving and shaking. Uh, okay. It's not about being gentle and kind and sweet and, and right. loving. No, right. I, when I'm working with it, I, I, I'm working with it to move something. Something has to, right. I need a change to come about. And, 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 and let's it's add this, let's add this. Right, and, and I'm glad you say that. A change to come about. People never focus on the real symbolism of that story. And that's the real aspect of asset or ISIS that you're talking about because she demanded instamatic change. What am I talking about? Right. That whole story when she tried to get the sacred name of Ra, nobody really breaks that story down. And remember, some people that, quote, unquote, uh, are spiritual or still have a religious mindset look at that story as being deceptive. I remember having a conversation with a brother about this a few years back. And he said that, you know, that was kind of deceptive for ISIS to do that. She was out of line. So my thing is, didn't she, just as any other individual, have the right 
to attain those secrets and, and that knowledge and that information. But what it confirmed within me, this is still a religious person. Not only are they religious, but they're still also on that male chauvinistic tip. You understand that God is male, mm-hmm. males rule, etc. So if you know the story, she used the saliva, uh, bodily fluids of Ra, and was able to tap into his secret name. Okay, when we say his secret name, we're not talking about a name that was physically spoken. It was actually talking about his tone and frequency that opened him up and gave him the ability to tap into these states of consciousness. They say a name, but it's not really a name in the sense that it's a physical name. And mm-hmm. those, we're not, not going to get into the whole story, but those that have read the story understand when you read that story, um, she wanted to obtain that secret so she can raise herself up. Now, remember, Ra then tried to exactly. deceive her. Remember, he tried to trick her and didn't give her the name at first, and she knew. And then eventually, long story short, he pretty much caved in, gave her the name, and then we saw, we saw how she was elevated and what heights it took her in. Now, I'm bringing that up because what that story is symbolic of is an individual having to go through the trials and the tribulations to obtain and get to where they want to go. So that aspect of asset of ISIS was very aggressive. Uh, you don't, like you say, like Sister Sonia, you were just saying, you don't see that motherly, naturely thing that that's all people want to talk about as if that's the only aspect of asset or ISIS, as she just deals with that, she's the mother goddess, you know, all that mundane shit, which is good, but now we're not talking about this nature or, or, or aspect that it represents. She was aggressive. She did what she had to do by any means to obtain the goal she was trying to achieve. Now, I bring it up because you said when you work with it, you, you're trying to achieve something, a goal, mm-hmm. result. So I wanted to throw that in there. Um, um, very important that you said that. Anything else you wanted to add on that? Because we're going to go to the phones in a couple minutes. Um, No. Okay. All right. So what we're going to do now. Um, before you go to the phone. On. Sure. Before you go to the phone, let me explain some other things that I have done and sure. uh, I'm working with. Um, right. Or that resonate with me as well. Uh, sure. I, I, I do um, vampiric magic, okay? Uh, uh, that works very well with me and for me. Uh, so, uh, you know, people can check that out as well. Um, I utilize that one book that uh, that kind of opened the door, got me thinking and, and working with it, is that uh, the Kim Pet book. It's a very good book. Uh, it's a very good book. Uh, everyone should at least read it once and um, and utilize it at least once. And that alone will show you the uh, power that you can harness. Right. And without even without even without even really trying to harness it, you can do it. Oh. it it's not that difficult. It's not that. It's not. As I like to say, it's not that deep. <laughs> it's just not that right. difficult. You right. know, uh, mm-hmm. you could be standing in the line at the grocery store and harness energy from someone that's around you. Trust me. Trust that. You could be tired as dirt and can harness someone else's energy and be energized instantly. You won't have to wait 10 years for it. You know, you're going to have instant right. results. 
So. Oh, nice. And, yeah, we did a whole show, uh, for listeners remember, on broke down what vampire magic really is, dispelled the myths on that whole vampire thing. Uh, and one can go back to the fourth dynasty of ancient Egypt under Pharaoh Onus. Uh, and the second Pepper kind of touches on it. There's a section in there that breaks that down. Uh, it's the science of absorbing the energy of the gods. It's literally absorbing the energy of the gods. Sekhmet plays a very important role in that, as I've mentioned before, because when you read uh, in, in a lot of the Egyptian texts, whether it's coming forth by day, the pyramid texts, etc., it uses the, the example of Sekhmet absorbing, uh, working that process by devouring the gods. Now, again, as I said before, doesn't mean she literally ate them as it's describing in the text. It's symbolic. Uh, that's what real vampirism was about. The drinking blood and the Dracula shit was fabricated afterwards because vampirism, spelled V-A-M-P-Y-R-E, is the science of absorbing energy. Now, the reason why, again, as I said in, in the past, so if you're hearing this for the first time and, and you didn't listen to that show, um, the reason why when the mythology came in with Dracula and the drinking literally, of the physical blood, that, that came due to the fact because the life force and the energy is in the blood. So they just went extreme with it. So that's why the blood is connected to it because when you tap into that energy or the absorption uh, of an individual or the absorption of these deities, uh, what fuels that energy and keeps that life going is the circulatory system, which is, you know, the blood. And mm-hmm. so it didn't literally mean one drank the blood when practicing these sciences, as, as again, as came later, again, with uh, Europeans and Caucasians coming up with a Dracula story from this practice, um, and then absorbing the energy of the deities. Uh, and again, this practice goes back to the fourth pre-dynastic period of ancient Egypt, um, and Pharaoh Onus was, was probably one of the masters at doing this. You can go read this in the text. Um, and again, this is shit people don't talk about. You know, they don't talk about this part of Egypt as, as if it doesn't exist. But yeah, I want to clarify that. Um, any other any other experiences with vampire magic you want to share? Um, well, that you can share, I should say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, working with uh, uh, working with uh, uh, pendant. Uh, uh-huh. Working with Baphomet. Uh, uh-huh. My Baphomet pendant. Uh, well, I I've um, did a ritual. Oh, that's something you know. Again, you guys have talked about. Um, it's charging items before you wear them. So I did a right. ritual, uh, Infernal Union ritual, to charge uh-huh. my uh, Baphomet pendant. And okay. uh, I have a Pinnacle pendant as well um, that is charged with mm-hmm. my fluids and uh which is very powerful. Uh when I wear those I keep them at my altar, as a matter of fact. I wear right. them, take them off at my altar. Um when I wear them, it takes about a good three hours before the energy can settle. Uh-huh. I, I get yeah, I'm full of energy. Five o'clock in the morning, full of energy. Like I never slept. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Okay. All right, cool. So we got about 30 more minutes, so let's finish this up with um, going to the phones, taking some questions, sharing some comments. We do have a few online. 
so we're going to go to the phones. Again, if your phone is muted, uh, please make sure you have it unmuted. Um, again, sometimes we go to the phones and people can't hear us because their phone is on mute. If you are online and you're not on the call and you would like to get on the call, if you go right to the bottom of your chat log, you will see the call-in information. Um, again, you can dial 724-444-7444, uh, and then you'll see the caller ID you want to enter is 134-778-POUND, and then it's going to ask you for a PIN number. That's just the number one and the pound symbol. So if you are in the chat room and you're not physically on the call and you want to get on the call to speak to uh, Sister Sonia and ask a question or a comment, uh, that's the way you can get on the call. Uh, I do Obviously, there are people who are internationally listening who can't get on either. They're streaming this live via Facebook, Twitter, and Google+. Um, so we do acknowledge you. We do appreciate you tuning in, listening, um, as usual. Um, you know, we send emails, uh, as you guys usually do, and I try to answer them, et cetera. Um, so we'll rotate again as we usually do. We'll, we'll finish this last 30 minutes up with some questions, comments. Um, so let's go to the phone. Bear with me here. I'm on my tablet. I'm in lazy mode tonight, so I ain't at the laptop. But sometimes, man, I got, I got these big-ass fingers, and I can't hit these things right. Hold on. All right, the first caller we have in the queue is uh, Lady Mystic. You're on the call. Can you hear me, Lady Mystic? Yes, I can. I really enjoyed Sister Sonia, and uh, thank you for the show. I do have one question. Sure, go ahead. Um, I have been working, and I have, um, when I'm focusing and I'm, working and my intentions, I'll see or uh, I'm not quite sure what it is, but like a light. Uh And um, I'm not quite sure what it is, but I just uh, was wondering how am I supposed to continue to work when I like this? Uh, It's kind of hard to describe. But mm-hmm. usually I'm I'm really focused, and then there's like uh, a light, or uh, it's hard it's hard to describe. Right. Um, again, I'm just sorry. I don't know if you want to give us some suggestions on that. Other than that I can kind of follow up with it. Um, to me, yeah, it sounds like to... yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask her, where was the light? Where is she seeing the light? Well, it's, it's not really a light. It's kind of like inwardly um, mm-hmm. allowing me to have, like, more focus. <laughs> um, it, it, I don't know. It's hard to describe. I've experienced it several times, and I, I, I'm not sure if what to do or... If I, I'm just, I don't know what to do, what to say. Right. Well, then my next question is, how did it make you feel when you see the light or feel the light? um, It makes me feel like um, it's comforting and it is, 
There we go. It's, it's kind of like I have this zoning or force where I'm really focused and um, really directed and, and, and powerful uh, in a sense. It's kind of like everything around me is gone and it's just me and this light or energy. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, well, so it, 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 um, again, it's personal, number one, which is important to understand. So it's definitely, which I'm sure you already understand, it's a, you know, it's a personal experience. So when you're when you're describing that, but I'm a, some of the key points that you're describing, which is important, is you, you mentioned, let's focus on the things we do know. You mentioned that it provides a certain comfort and feeling. So what I think is happening here is don't, don't try to stress too much what it is, why it's happening. Um, you, you have established that you are getting some positive energy from it. That's what I would focus on. So as I'm going through this experience, I would just, again, clear my mind, embrace it, because whether you're conscious of it or not, what you're actually doing as it's happening, you're trying to think out what this is. You may, you may not realize it on the surface, but that's exactly what you're doing. You're trying to figure out what is this. You know, I feel this. I'm not sure what it is because, again, at the same time, as you described it, the things that you did identify with as far as some of the positive energy you did absorb from it and how you felt, that's what I would kind of focus on. I wouldn't really worry about, Mm -hmm. you know, trying in a nutshell to put it in a box because here's what happens when 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 you first start out on this path. What tends to happen is you try to compartmentalize everything. Um, because we're, we humans are the type of people in order to feel comfortable with something, they've got to be able to put it in a box and identify it. And one thing on this path, you can't do that because this path, again, you're going you're gonna to run into a lot of things that appear on the surface to be, you know, like, what is this? Why is this happening? I can't really identify with this. And in a sense, in that not knowing is the beauty of it because, you have the experience, but I guarantee you this, this I can promise you, as you continue to be consistent at what you do, mm-hmm. the clarity will come. You'll be able to put it all together and you'll understand what it is, why you're experiencing it, and just you'll be able to identify what you're tapping into. Um, it could be a wow. multitude of things. You know what I mean? We could speculate, but we don't want to do that because it's just a personal experience. So, yeah, I would say to you, just basically focus on what you can identify with. And as you're having mm-hmm. the experience, don't, don't, don't try to figure out what's this, why, this, who, how. It's just, you're, you're actually mm-hmm. kind of you're living in it. So that's what I would say to you, uh, you know, on that. Um, did you have any other questions for Sister Sonia? Any comments? No, I really enjoyed listening to you. And um, it, it's such a pleasure to listen to uh, the show and you, Sonia. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you, sis. Thank you. All right, Lady Mystic, we appreciate you as usual. Appreciate you listening, tuning in, and supporting. Definitely appreciate that. Thank you so much. Have a good right. evening, and I'll right. continue listening. You got it. Have a good night. All right. Peace. Good night. Peace. Peace. All right, and then she, you know, she brings up, she brings up a good point. Um, she 
she's tapping into something that, that, that we can identify. She's having definitely having an experience. And I say this to anybody listening that might be, you know, practicing a practitioner of, uh, of any of the things that we're talking about tonight. One of the beauties of this path, again, and I can't stress this enough, don't overthink stuff because that can, that can actually hinder, number one, the experience, two, the growth level you can get out of it. Because remember, if, you, if, you, if you've never been a practitioner of this path, you're going to encounter a lot, especially in the beginning. I'm saying more, more so in the beginning I'm speaking now. And obviously, Sister Sonia is living, living proof of that. Uh, and anybody else out there that can relate, especially in the beginning, there's going to be a lot of experiences that, that come at you left and right that you're going to be like, yo, what the fuck was that? What does that mean? Why did I have that? Some of it really, you know, on the surface level at first may not fully add up, but I wouldn't focus on that. I would focus on continuing to have your experiences. And it's just like anything else. The more you practice it and explore and, and experiment, um, a lot of that shit's going to clear itself up. So the same thing you wanted to add to that song before we go to the next Yeah. One. Yes, 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 I do. And I want to say this here. What I wanted to say to her, um, but I wanted you to give your input as well, is that mm-hmm. she just needs to go with it. Just go with it. Right. Me, myself, right. I'm a, I, I naturally, I am analytical. I might, my zodiac falls under that. I am naturally, I will overthink everything to death. And that was part of something that when I was saying I was doing the work, you know, grounding myself, getting myself together, that is part of it. So to utilize that aspect of myself, not to negate it, dismiss it, um, that's what the books are for. You know what I mean? That's what listening to shows are for. Um, I would use my analytical mind there. You know, I would read something, I would analyze it, think about it, overanalyze it, but I make sure that when I'm in my space, I don't do that. You know, so that that to me, that's how I get my balance. Um, so when I'm in my space, I can have my full experience. I'm not thinking about my experience. That's why I was trying to explain that when when I was having that experience with the tears, I just let the tears go. But I just I didn't think right. about it anymore. I went right. with my experience to fully experience what it was that was going on. You know, that's right. why I asked her what was she feeling. You know what I mean? So I just to right. just go with the feeling. But when I came back out, I noticed I was still crying. You know, but, um, uh, you know, that's just another way that she could probably utilize, you know, think about it afterwards. When you're in that right. space, that's not the space to be analytical in because right. she's blocking whatever is trying to come forth to her. No doubt. No, that's true. Um, uh, again, some people are not aware of it constantly. That's exactly what happens. Uh, when you take that that approach to it, so that's very important. So hopefully everybody grasps that. Um, all right, let's go over the phone. I'm in, I know Seth Appner had typed in stuff, but he's on the call, so let's let's actually get him on the phone. I'm sure he's going to have some comments, and some questions uh, for you, Sister Sonia. So let's get him on the phone again. Bear with me, my big ass fingers, damn tablet. Brother Seth Appner, you there, brother? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here listening. What's to going show. on, brother? Uh, cool, cool. Going pretty, pretty good at this moment. Um, I'm really enjoying the show at this mm-hmm. point in time. Um, I've got a sister 
have um, provided a, a, perspe- a perspective on, on, on rituals that she has performed from her own, and based on her own experience and gain her own results, um, which is, to me, is very fascinating for me listening in and, and trying to understand from my own perspective as well. There's one question I wanted to ask. Um, how do one tell um, in terms of his ancient ancestors who they are, what they are, apart from, you know, they appearing in the dream or something like that? How can one detect that um, who or what is their, their um ancestors by blood in some form or the other that they don't mm-hmm. they have never ever found any encounter. Right. Um, um I'll, 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 go ahead, sister, sorry. Let, let, I'll start. Um mm-hmm. well for me it's just what resonates with you. It would always resonate with you. Um what's in you is in you. Uh, so it will always resonate with you. Um I'm Irish. I have part Irish in me. That resonates with me. Irish things resonate, you know, Celtic things resonate with me. I don't negate that. I embrace it. Um, uh, You know, um, Congo is in me. I know it because of my blood. I have a sickle cell trait. So I know what region I come from in Africa. It's there to my blood. There's no doubt about it. Um, Native American is in me. You know, it it, it would just resonate with you. because I haven't taken that route to try to access the ancestor to see what, you know, I'm from. I just go with what resonates with Yes, I have some family history and background into that as well. But before I knew for a fact that that was in my DNA lineage, it had already resonated with me. The, the, the confirmation came with it's speaking to my living elders my living relatives. That was a confirmation, but it had always resonated with me. So that's maybe one aspect that you can probably look into. Mm. And, and, and Brother Seth, that's why I understood you now, because you, uh, you kind of you got low um, when you were asking the question. Were you saying something about uh, if you were having experiences and dreams too? Um, yeah. how you can identify. I, I thought I heard you say that. I wasn't sure. Maybe you could clarify that. Yeah, I was saying apart from the dream, because I, I, what I find okay, for apart me... apart from the dream. Is that mm-hmm. apart from the dream, because what I find for me, the dream work for me in terms of me identifying or finding out, because, um, mm-hmm. for example, like the, I did, as I, I wrote um, online tonight about the rituals I did last right. night, and right. at the end of the rituals, I I really summoned those ancestors that I don't really know. Um, mm-hmm. I you know I've never heard of to present themselves in my dreams so that I could know. Okay, okay. But when I went to sleep, um, the ones that appeared were just in um, they were like cops. Okay. Like like. like yeah, like like cops, and uh, you know, and it's funny that um, the sister talked about her part of her lineage being Irish. Uh-huh. Um, now that she she said that, too, I could recall my great grandmother 
uh, when she was alive, um, told me that her great her great grandfather or father was a Scot. So I don't know if those cops came from there because they were dressed they they, they were dressed like um like you know it they seem to appear to be like um, American police. Right, you know, right, right. Dressed. Um, right. And so and so and you know the way they appeared to me in the dream was um I like as though like I didn't do anything wrong, but they came. But in my my consciousness there at the time, I felt something was wrong because the cops showed up, but they really didn't do anything. It's like they came like they just was there. They just came there in my presence, but not telling right. me like, okay, I am here because I want to appear before you. It just was right. like a situation occurred. Like in a dream, and right. they present themselves, and after, you know, it's after this morning sitting down contemplating the dream. I realized, oh, damn. Mm-hmm. You know, the problem is I have countless people mm-hmm. in my lineage. Right. Let me let me say this: when 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 doing rituals and working with your ancestors, uh, especially ones that are connected to you by bloodline. Uh, when you're doing the ritual, as you just explained, and then you might have something connected to it and experiences via the dream world, um, always take note of that. And it seems like you did. Take note of that. And whatever you see, uh, sim- symbol-wise, if you see you see an ancestor appear to you, like you said, uh, dressed a certain way, you you know, you described a bunch of things that, that took place. That's that's how you would uh, you would um, really charge and enhance your ancestral altar. Let me let me give you an example. Um, if you saw an image of say uh, you mentioned a Scott and he's wearing a kilt, this and that, you'd want to put that on your altar because that's being shown to you for a reason because that's going to open up the doorway to your subconscious mind to tap into that energy. It gets to the point literally where you can just look at that symbol. And you you will immediately connect. And I'm talking about you don't got to sit there for 20, 30, 40 minutes. Once you just relax yourself and connect, because remember they communicate through a lot of symbols. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and and signs and whatever you want to term it, but you see them like that for a reason because there's something being communicated to your subconscious mind. And one thing you said was important. Like you say, you went and con- you sat down afterwards, and a lot of people don't do this. They mm-hmm. contemplated the ritual. That's important. Now, myself, for an example, what, what's come through for me over the years dealing with ancestral spirits, um, I have one particular spirit that goes back to medieval times. It's a gladiator Roman soldier type of you know spirit. And I found out you know through different methods that um, this was one of a past life. So this is something that I used to be. And once I tapped into that I focused on, at first when I saw it, I'm like, why am I seeing a Roman gladiator? You know, I'm talking about the gladiators in full regalia, the helmet, you know, the whole nine during, during that time. And as I'm seeing this, I'm like, why do, go on? why do I keep seeing this? But as I started to really tap in and reflect on it and focus on it, it represented one of the warrior sides of my nature. It, it's the aggressive side of my nature. Um, when I really studied what those gladiators represented, what did they, what they stood for, that's sometimes 
I correlated to my methodology in solving problems. So I realized that that was a spirit or an energy that I could draw upon because they don't really have too much emotion. It's about getting things done at whatever cost. They're not really concerned with personal opinion, and they have very aggressive natures when represented. So the spirit I've been working with now is for like 12, 13 and, and it's a powerful energy. So I bring that up to correlate it to your experience. If you're seeing things in your dreams, and if, it, if it's, let's, let's use the thing, like you mentioned, Scott, you really want to go study what they represented on all levels because somehow, some shape, form, or fashion, it's connected to your nature, your personality, that you resonate with. Trust me when I tell you. You just need to really... Again, I want to stress to everybody listening, when, in particular, when working an experience like you did, if I saw as I was able, I would get a Native American Indian chief on my answer. You're tapping in to either something you were in a past life or you're tapping into a spirit. When we say ancestral spirits, so at some point you were that you were not that. That's my whole point. So what's happening is you have a whole bunch of things being communicated simultaneously to your subconscious mind, and you got to do like as you said a couple of minutes ago, really sit down and complete the ritual and what took place. So that, that's the best advice I can give you. I don't know if there's something, uh, uh, Sister Stone, you might want to add to that, if there's anything, you know, mm, no, that I might have no. left out. No. no, I don't think so. Okay, so that's what I would tell you, Brother Seth. Um, so I don't know mm-hmm. if there's anything anything else you wanted to comment on, any other questions you have, feel free, Brother. Yeah, I think that's it for now. I really enjoyed okay. it. Okay. And we, Thank we appreciate it. I know we're going to see you tomorrow night, correct? Yeah, we'll be there tomorrow night. Yeah, no oh. doubt. Definitely. Okay, yeah. awesome. Awesome. Good to All meet right. you. Yeah. You met him before. I think you met him already. Yeah, okay. Is, uh, I think you know him as Brother Mike, matter of fact. That's what I think you know him as. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys met. All right, so, yeah, tomorrow night, you know it's going to be on and popping, as they say. Definitely going to be on yeah, it. Yeah, look at that. Cheers. We'll be ready. All right, brother. Appreciate the call. We'll see you tomorrow night. Okay. Tomorrow. Bye-bye. All right. <laughs> All right. So we got, we're got. going to try to squeeze in. We got three more callers. Let's see if we can squeeze them in, and then we'll go wrap it up. Three more calls. Again, I'm um, this one just says, let's see, uh, Florida Panhandle. Anybody there from the Florida Panhandle? Anybody there? Just listen. You are on the call. Just listen. All right, we appreciate it. Yeah. You got it, brother. Appreciate it. All right. Hi, Sonia. All right. Hey, bro. <laughs> oh, that's your brother. Okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, slay on the slide, huh? Yeah. <laughs> right, we appreciate it. I uh, called their you. voice. I called their voice. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, we appreciate you, big bro. Yeah. All right. Appreciate you, too. All right. All right. So, so his brother. That's Nene. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So, let's go to – we got two more callers for her, and we'll wrap this thing up. Hold on a sec. All right, let's, uh, this one just says Northeast California. Anybody there from Northeast California, you're on the call. Yes, yes. Um, I'm driving in the rain. Can you, uh, can you hear me okay over these white Yeah, birds? you sound fine. We can hear you. We oh, can hear you. You sound good. Okay, wonderful. Um, I, you guys really, really tuned in to something that was heavy on my mind. You opened up with it, Brother Beniti, and... Um, you know, as it relates to uh, women. And I'm so grateful that you guys had Sister Sonia on tonight because with her um, being in her one-year journey, I've been listening to you guys steadily for about a month, you and Brother Ravana Noon. And Uh um, I've been going all the way back to the beginning and kind of like working my way towards the middle. Right. But listening to Sister Sonia, she really helped me, and uh, this is this is why. Because um, I think with women, um, when I think about like you guys always talk about, you know, the hermetic te- teachings, right. uh, dealing with the masculine energy, you know, is more mm-hmm. of a, a direct linear thinking, and dealing with you know the um, the feminine energy. You know, we have um, more creative aspects that we want to uh, include. And by me only listening to a month, for a month, one of my issues was even though I have been collecting things that resonate with me for a year, I didn't want to just start buying, like, generic, you know, made-in-China, you know, figurines Mm -hmm. of of, of Anubis and segment. You know, I, I bought a couple. But right. I was like, now I know better than this, right? Because um, you know when she when she, when Sister Sonia was talking about charging things up and how she cleansed everything, it just reminded me, you know, that that's how women do things. And when she said that she was doing everything daily, you know, and I, you know, as a practitioner, I really, really appreciate that. Um, my question for her is this because I recognize myself to be kind of uh, what I consider to be on the fluffy side, hot or tough. That's just where I am right now. <laughs> when she mentioned, uh, <laughs> yeah, when she mentioned that she's more of a light worker, um, maybe I misunderstood that because I was uh, driving and, I could, you know, the windshield wipers were flapping. But um, – I wanted her to kind of like um, give me a better explanation of that because, um, like I said, I've been collecting things. And, Brother, you know, Benita, you may be able to help me with this. I was looking at a book of Paolo Mayambe that I had on my shelf, so I started researching the YouTube videos because I'm like her. I got a lot of stuff off YouTube. And they were doing some really serious rituals where they were taking alcohol and drinking it from a goat's mm-hmm. head, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. now, I, I consider that to be dedication. I don't consider it to mm-hmm. be scary. So when right. Sister Sonia mis- mentioned being more on the light side, I said, well, I want to start, you know, I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Right. I, 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 I like her explanation, so I just wanted her to expound on that. 
Okay. Well, when I when I was speaking, I think when I was talking about the black or, or dark, I think that was when I was speaking of ISIS. Um, uh-huh. But as you said, I did the same thing. I started off very light. My the, the things I was doing was very light and, and fluffy, sort of say. But when the Holy Spirit called to me, when that energy was starting to resonate me with me, that literally slipped the switch. Um, uh-huh. I still do, and a lot of things I do, it will still be considered light magic, right? The herbs, working with the herbs, doing herbal baths, that's light magic. Um, but working with the Holy Death, because a lot of people see the aspect of the Holy Death as being dark, it's just, it just access your subconscious mind on just a whole different level. Um, it's more direct. It's more, I, I, you know, I want to say forceful. You're just going to get mm-hmm. results working with it. Um, so I find that that's where I'm home. That's where I'm comfortable. That that fits me and my personality. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. But uh, yeah, when I was speaking of black, I think that's what I was talking about. ISIS because, because it's more direct. It's going to move something. You know what I mean? I don't need. I don't need to be cajoled. You know what I mean? Uh, as you say, we are women, right? I don't need to be cajoled. I, I can get a man for that. But if I'm right. working with energy, you know what I'm saying? When I'm working yeah, with energy, I'm working with it for a purpose. That means I need something to happen in my life immediately, not 10 years from now, a day from now. And I need, I'm accessing this energy for a reason, so I need it to move for a reason. That's right. So maybe, right. That's, that's, maybe that's what it was you heard. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and if I could add this, um, I know you mentioned Pablo Miami, man. I'm going to tell you this because listening, you know, I'm listening to you talk. Um, what's going to help you with this? Trust me when I tell you this. Um, get the sigil or the symbol. You can look this up. All you got to do is Google it. It's going to help you tremendously. Trust me when I tell you. You, you, Mama Cholo will open that path for you. Just Google it. Find the sigil from Mama Cholo and put that on your altar. That's the reason why you came across uh, the Apollo ritual. Uh, trust me when I tell you that. And you let me know after you follow up. What happened? Okay. That's gonna open a gateway. It's gonna open a gateway for you. Be prepared because that's the spirit that'll get you over the hump. Trust me when I tell you that. Um, and and say, say her name again, Brother Benidi. Uh, you can Google it. It's called Mama Cholo. They spend it. They'll spell it a couple different ways. Uh, just it, it, because it depends on it, you know where you look and where you search. You can even if you send an email, I can even forward it over to you. Um, or you can Google it yourself, um, spell it, put in C-H-O-L-E, and then Mama, two, two separate words. It's a, it's a Palo Mayambe spirit, um, it's a feminine spirit, um, but it's, it's dark. It deals with connection with spirits of the dead. Um, it'll, it'll help you get into that darker abyss of your subconscious mind. Because what's happening right now with you is you're, you're, you're at the threshold of the transformation, but I'm going to tell you this, you're blocking it. And that's oh, going to yeah. help you. Yeah, you, you, that's what's happening to you right now. Trust me, it's, it's all to hear it all over you. Um, so <laughs> once you, once you, okay. yeah, once you, once you, once you start going in that area and researching it, put that sigil symbol on your altar. Trust me, the very energy alone that that's going to attract is going to get your mind to where it needs to be, and you'll 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 open up and you'll you'll get you'll you'll make that hump. You'll get over that hump. Trust me when I tell you. 
Okay, that's 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 beautiful and it's very encouraging because I already know I come from a, a bloodline of a long lineage of witches, and mm-hmm. I hear you know I have uh, quite a few newly uh, deceased and old relatives that are dear to me, and I hear mm-hmm. them, but you know I kind of just you know I kind of want to just be chill on it. I don't just want right. to like dive in. I just you know I just want to take it at my own pace and <laughs> like I tell them all the time, I'm like you already lived your life. You know, I'm I'm not interested in somebody or an entity or a spirit. You know, I'm I'm not trying to. Uh, the word I'm looking for is you can't live through me. You know, I just want to take right. things step by step. No, you're right, and 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 let me let me just add this before we let you go. Um, but at the same token, when you're working with that type of energy, and we're talking about hollow spirits, spirits from the Congo, which obviously you have a lot of that. Um, they can open a lot of avenues. Again, not for the fact, and you're right, what you just said, not for the fact that, you know, you're looking for, for, for any type of entity to, to live through you, but they can connect you to that abyss. And those are, that's powerful energy. But uh-huh. when, I say death, when I say death is all around you, okay, I just want to be clear on this. Not death in the sense that it's the end, but the death to the doorway to what we're calling you know, eternal life, whatever, whatever you want to call it, shit. Um, but that gateway to the to the realms, they, they've, they've been trying to come for you and take you there. Um, so I'm going to correct something you said. Don't take this the wrong way. Don't take too long, okay? I'm just being... Okay. I'm not, tell, I'm not telling you to rush it, but what I'm trying to tell you is don't take too long because when you got that blood connection, you sell, you just confirm. Like you say, you hear things, you see things. Um, that's going to get... That's going to intensify because... With that, with, with that persistence and resistance, it's connected. The more you resist, the more persistent they're going to get. And I'm saying you're resistant in the sense, you know, subconsciously. So, anyway, long story short, Mama Chola will open that up. It'll, it'll, it'll break that barrier. Trust me when I tell you that. Just put that symbol okay, there. And, and, and I'm going to say something mm-hmm. real quick, Brother Beniti, because it's really interesting that you said that. Um, my, my, my grandson had to come live with me. And it's like, you're not listening, so we'll just have him just start saying things. Because he's mm. very, very in tune with that energy. He just came here cool. like that. But, you know, cool. thank you for that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to no break. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. You got it. Uh, we appreciate right, your call. Yes. Thank, you. Right, thank you. Thank you, Sister Sonia. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. All right. You have a good night, sis. All right. We got a couple more callers for you. All right. Let's go to. Well, North Georgia. Let's see if we can plug this caller in. North Georgia, you're on the call. Anybody there from North Georgia? Anybody there from North Georgia, you're on the call. Go once, twice, three times. I guess nobody's there or their phone is muted or they can't hear us. All right, we'll try to come back to you if we can. All right, we got two more. And I know I keep saying we're going to wrap it up, but, yeah, it's almost that time. All right, let's go to southeast Missouri. Uh, you're on the call. Any questions for Southeast Missouri? Hi. Hello. How Hi, Benedi. This is this is Bafa. Um, okay. How you doing, sis? So good. I'm I'm good. I'm great. I'm enjoying the show. I just wanted to call in <laughs> my sister. What's good? Sister? Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's all good. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and I also um, have a question for you because I. Um, 
first you um, speak about um, your fluids and everything. So I just wanted to know if you work with your menstrual fluids because I know that a lot of times women are afraid to speak about that. But I'm not, so um, I just wanted to know if you work with that because I work with my menstrual on all of my ritual work or altar work or whatever. So um, I just wanted to know, um, do you, you know. No, I, I that no, I don't. I work with my sexual fluid. Okay. Okay. I work with mine too, but I just noticed that. Um, we're dealing with the uh, menstrual blood or uh, mm-hmm. whatever they want to call it, the life force energy, whatever, which is basically the same to me. Um, I just feel that it tends to be a little more powerful. Correct. You know, um, even and even after, you know, having a sexual experience with it and using the, the uh, orgasmic energy, you know, after you know, um, you know, having a um, sexual uh, experience with uh, the mm-hmm. menstrual cycle. So I definitely work with that, and I just wanted to know if you work with that. And that's, that was my question for you. So. Okay. Okay. And okay, you you say you don't, but I also want right. to know what it's like. I use this. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, I use the no, I use the sexual. Fluids and I use the sexual fluids. When I was speaking of the uh, the ritual with the uh, infernal union, that's what I was speaking mm-hmm. of. I would I, okay. I did a ritual with the infernal union, and that is bringing forth uh, well, that's bringing forth the Baphomet. That is the uh, um, utilizing uh, Samael and Lilith to bring forth the Baphomet to charge my pendant. Mm-hmm. So whatever mm-hmm. I'm charging, if I want to put my my fluids to it, that's what I do. Okay, so do you anoint like your things on your altar and things that you wear before you go outside? Do you like anoint Correct. your stuff with your yeah? Because I do that too, Correct. and uh, I said I I tend to find um, your own personal uh, energy like that to be really really powerful when you are mm. using to anoint your um, ritual tools or just any kind of talisman that you choose to carry with you. You know when you right. want to step out or whatever, but um, right. yeah. Kind and that's what I mean that when I, 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 I utilize it and that's what I'm saying, when I wear those items, um, the energy is like mad crazy and it takes a couple of hours for me to just physically absorb it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all around me. So about three, four, I'm just I'm hyped. Okay. okay. <laughs> right. Got it. And, um like I said, I think that it's very, very important that um us as females, uh, we need to really, really uh start to tap back into that aspect of who we are because that, to me, is the most powerful, even though we are powerful regardless. But I'm just saying that particular aspect of us, that energy, dealing with our menses, our blood, is very very powerful. And um, that's why I I wanted to raise the question with you because you are dealing, you know, on the left-hand path of things, and so am I. So... um, that was my question. So, how are you, Benici? How are you all doing this evening? Um, I'm I'm doing good. Um, I want to add to something that you were just that you were just saying, um, which is mm-hmm. uh, it's true. And as Sister Sonia was saying, she mentioned the bodily fluids, and you mentioned the uh, menses. Uh, and as you know, you go back into 
various different African cultures. That's something still that's practiced today because obviously the life force, as you mentioned, which I'm glad you mentioned that, and I'm glad Sister Sonia was talking about it, um, has powerful charging properties. And, yes, to, mm-hmm. you know, to anoint amulets is, is a, one of the most powerful things you can do with that. I mean, there's a bunch of other stuff you can do with it. Um, and, you know, the orgasm is what charges it. Uh, you know, at the time of right. orgasm is, is when you're supposed to charge it with the intent. Exactly. Um, so you find this in all cultures. Uh, even when I mentioned that story of Isis and Ra earlier, uh, you know, they, they used bodily fluids in that ritual too. So bodily fluids in general, it could be saliva, it could be sexual fluids, it could be menses. Um, right. The life force is carried in that. Um, but you, you are right, the blood, uh, you know, does have, uh, you know, powerful charging properties. So, yeah, I mean, this is another path of this that, you know, a lot of, like you say, a lot of people don't want to talk about, but um, it's a powerful part of it. Um, and, again, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, shit's not for everybody, you know, like you tell right, me. Right, right. Shit's not for everybody, so. It's not. I was telling somebody that earlier, and that's why a lot of times I don't like to talk to people because I know that they ain't ready for that. But, mm-hmm. you know, they talk like they're ready, but when you really start to tell them, like, the nitty-gritty the nitty of the shit, they ain't ready for that. No, so, no. You know, I just let them know you're not ready for that. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah most definitely. Yeah. But, sis, most I, really, I, I really enjoyed you tonight and, your, you know, you sharing your experiences and things like that because I'm starting to kind of come out a little with some of, you know, my own experiences on the left-hand path because I've actually been on the path for a while. And, um, you know, (laughs) I just kind of keep to myself about it because, like I said, a lot of people don't understand your power. They don't understand the nature of power. So I just tend to just speak whenever I feel there's an open for me to, you know, say something, you know, about, you know, the left-hand path and stuff like that. Perfect. Yeah, and then it's like with me, another thing is uh, I'm just really tired of our people is that they're so afraid, just the fear-based stuff, you know, with everything. Everything is spooky. And, you know. uh, Right, right. I'm just tired of that, you know. I don't care if it's herbs you use it. That's voodoo. You know, everybody just thinks everything that we do or things that are um, from us is you know, just fucked up, and it's not that. It's actually the opposite. Great mm-hmm. point. Um, That's so right. Just like yourself, you you deal with the herbs and the stones and stuff like that. You know, I deal with all that too. But like, but with me, everything is like, you know, I'm dealing with my subconsciousness with everything I do because that's where everything comes from. So mm-hmm. that's what I work with, and I've been working right. with that not even knowing sometimes that that's what I was doing. But I right. was doing it. Right. Awesome. That's excellent point. Yeah, so excellent it's a beautiful point. thing, you know, yeah. So I, I I love it, honestly. So, I mean, mm. it's like the more people that actually just delve into it and just, you know, just go with the flow of it, they'll see the same things or experience the same things like we were experiencing it. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's I mean, right. You know, like you said before, Benidi, everybody are going to experience these things differently. And that's, that's right. Because my experiences, right. trust me, they are what they are, but 
I am a witness to them. There that's you it. go. And that's all that matters. So that's all that matters. You're a witness to it. You can confirm the results of the game. That's right. all that matters. That's, that's the right. Key. That's right. Most definitely. But this is something that I enjoyed you, and it was nice meeting you. And hopefully, we can, you know, kind of keep this this this, this feminine thing going because we actually mm-hmm. need it. <laughs> no, no doubt. And we will. We will. We will. We, we're going to be incorporating it more. No doubt for sure. Yeah, we most definitely Thank need more females to, you know, step out on the scene. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. So we definitely appreciate you, Baffy. Thanks for tuning in as usual. Uh, and, okay. uh, you know, no problem. Thank you for the call. We'll talk to you soon. You got it. Yes. No problem. And all you right. all have fun for me tomorrow, too. Yeah. We will. Oh, we will. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we will. Don't, we will. <laughs> all right. You okay. have a good one. All right. right. Yep, yep. Peace. 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 All right. All right. Uh, Let's see if we can plug this uh, one in here. Uh, This one just says guest number 19. You're on the call. Anybody there? Guest number 19. Anybody there? Guest 19. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. We got you, Grant. We got you. This is Texas Tree Hugger. I don't know what happens. For some reason, you're not seeing me normally. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? I did see that earlier. Matter of fact, you were, were you having any problems? Because I saw yes. that happening to a couple of people yes. earlier. So you couldn't. Okay, so you couldn't get in under your screen name. Correct. I, well, I don't have a well, yeah. name, but the normal way that I, I call in, I would be. I mean, yeah, under your state. All right, because no, I saw that. I was looking at the. Uh, you know, I could see things obviously, since I have. I'm the one that hosts the call. Uh, yeah, I saw that drop. But anyway. All right, I got I got to check with them why that was happening. I saw that happened to quite a few people tonight. Uh, but anyway, go ahead. Uh, you got Sister Sonia on the line, so if you go, you got a question or a comment, go ahead, Sister. Yeah. Well, good evening, Sister Sonia. I really enjoy uh, listening to you and, and learning from you. I am uh, I've been listening and learning and experiencing different, um, having different experiences over this last year. Um, but I wanted to talk to awesome. both of you because during this. Uh, Broadcast. Actually, I just want to share. I was. I started this um, when, when when this broadcast started. I was actually sitting in the bathtub, right? So, and I was mm-hmm. soaking for about an hour. However, just as I was getting on, you know, normally, you know, I don't have any issues, but I felt this pressure, this like pressure on me. And when I got out, I felt like really drained and tired and very, very heavy. And, and when I was walking, you know, it was just very draining on me. And I've never experienced that before. So, my, um, so I, uh, I, I was told that maybe I picked up your some energy through the call. I don't know, uh, but I just wanted to share that. Um, that when I was, I was listening, I was listening. I'm, I'm continuing to talk. Y'all can just. You know, you can chime in any time. Um, but I I wanted to um, just, you know, when you were talking, Sister Sonia, I made me realize some things that I, you made me go through my own mind and recount some situations that I think that I encountered. It caused me to resurface some things that I did not even realize that I experienced is what I'm saying. Oh, awesome. So I just want to thank you for that. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to share that experience I just had this evening. Um, and, and Brother Benita, the reason why I brought that forward is because I think it was yesterday, 
mm-hmm. um, well, last night on, on um, with Brother Sharif's call, um, okay. you were talking about that question, um, when you were talking to um, that sister mm-hmm. you know, about the sorcery. And so I just don't okay. know whether or not that played in to what it was I was experiencing just now. Nah, well, I want to tell you, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to tell you this real quick. And, yeah, that's exactly – you actually took the words out of my mouth because as you <laughs> – I don't know if we've ever mentioned that to you before. I'm not, I'm not sure if we did. Yeah, what you need to put on your altar is – it's witch aspect, but it definitely deals with sorcery. You need to put implements of sorcery on there because yeah, you got to so – you got that type of spirit too. Um, and that will that'll help you get a little bit more to the darker side and away from the fluffy stuff. Um <laughs> No, you know, this is yeah, okay, true. but I'm saying it's good. It's good. Well, yeah, I mean, as far as the experience you had earlier, for sure, if you're listening, if anybody can, you know, as you heard Sister Song, you're talking earlier, me or whoever, you can definitely tap in and listen and absorb that energy because really what you basically just explained, whether you were conscious of it or not, was a form of vampirism, is basically what you just went through because uh, you basically were able to tap in and absorb some energy. Um, and remember, when you do that, you mentioned also the fact that you felt a little bit drained. So you got to remember when you practice that science or you have an experience of that science, uh, what you got to educate yourself to is to take in just what you need. Because when the, 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 the feeling of being zapped comes from absorbing just a little bit too much. So that's why you get the zapped feeling. Um, you also might want to look in, well, that's something I, I want to talk about on the air. But you also might want to look into that venue uh, and start putting symbols. I mean, this, this is going to take you somewhere, though, but I'm just, just giving you the heads up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't suggest you do this if, uh, until you really feel like you're ready to be shuffled away quick because when I say shuffled <laughs> away quick, chains, again, as you heard Sister Sonia say earlier, and you hear I say it week in and week out. It's going to be fast, though, abrupt, quick. Um, you, want, you want to look into vampirism and sorcery. That's okay. That's what you. That's what you are blocked in. And if you look into vampirism and sorcery for you, that's gonna open the door. But put any implements on your altar. It could be uh, sorcery wands. Find anything that resonates with you. Okay. Uh, sorcery wands, symbols of sorcery, sigils that deal with sorcery, um, because that's that's kind of what you're working with when you when you really start to tap into it. But yeah, the the experience thing is is I'm glad you shared that because. You know, like as Sister Sonia was talking earlier, um, you definitely tap into that. Um, if concentrate and focus intently enough, you can definitely absorb that energy, uh, which is not for vampirism. So, <laughs> no doubt. So we got okay. we got to get you away from the trees. You got to get you away, yeah, from, get the away from the trees. Get away from the trees. You know what? And let me and let me say this too. Um, uh, you mentioned the sigils. What I find, um empowering and also awesome is something I'm telling you, I just try to make everything my own stamp. Mm-hmm. I draw my own sigils. I'm I'm not into printing out. Uh mm-hmm. I mean if it's a, if it's a if it's an amulet or uh, or 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 a pendant, that's something different, right? But if you go in somewhere like you're trying to get the sigil for something like uh, you know, he, you know, Benita was mentioning earlier to the other young lady about the um, Mama Cholo. I mean, certain things. If you can find a sigil just to draw it out, mm-hmm. practice drawing it out. Trust me when I tell you, it's more powerful. 
Because that's oh. what I do. Well, you know, right. Nick, when you talk about the rough and tumble, I mean, I'm a rough and tumble kind of girl. I, I really am. And awesome. um, I have done, I've, I I can't even put words to it. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of stumbling over my own words. I wrote some sigils out maybe a month and a half ago, and the rough and tumble of the sigils have come into into being. So I I, I totally get what well, United you know, drew my symbol, my sigils. I cut them out and I, you know, burned my candle and burned them in the pan. I did all of that, and my bingo. I mean, I, I, I can't I, I can't I can't even put it in words and. I, 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 if I remember correctly, because I wrote everything down and then I, I went through the sigil format and, like I said, I drew them out the way that I felt like they needed to be. And I, but so with part of this rough and tumble, I, I, I can't find my book. I, I somehow have misplaced my book. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't gone back to reread. I don't have it to reread what I wrote, but I know that it's come to be. Because I, I had like a list of ten. I think Brother Benita, I think you may have been the one to say, you know, start writing them out, writing them out on a daily basis, mm-hmm. something of that. And, and that's what I had done, and I've been doing this for a period of days. So I have like twenty or thirty of them written out, but I only performed about three to five of them. And I, <laughs> so as I'm talking right now, I'm like, okay, which three to five did I write out? But they they've come in. It's just amazing, and and better, yeah. and, and bigger and better and grander than I would have ever imagined. That, that's all I can. Mm. Mm. That's perfect. Some of it is going. I'm still going through some of the process of it. It's not. It's coming into fruition. I'm I'm seeing and feeling the pull um, of it coming into fruition. Mm. Uh, nice, nice. I mean, just keep keep again. It's good now. We're hearing people over the last couple of months share. Experiences. Cause I remember when we first started the show over a year ago, man. Everybody was just, yeah, just listening. Because I, I, I know the shit we're talking about. People got to have questions. You understand what I'm saying? And this, this, this is what this path is about. It's not, it's not a path about right or wrong. There is no right or wrong. Because um, what I'm listening to, and that's why I brought Sister Sonia on the show tonight. Because uh, and listening to you talk and some of the other calls like Baffy earlier and mm-hmm. some of the other calls we've gotten over the last several weeks, um, if you really go back and compare it to now, now people are now sharing their experiences. So I'm hearing now people, you know, sharing what they what you're basically describing is you know the molding of your personal path, and that's what this is about, and and that's a great thing. Just keep. Keep rolling with it. Keep experimenting with it um, because it's unique to you. And I want to. I want to make sure mm-hmm. you just can't stress that. Can't stress that shit enough. Um, and this is the problem with all the other shit that's out there. Because, like I say, you know, I've been doing this shit for over twenty years. I'm done with the militant shit that doesn't get you anywhere. I'm done with the fucking debating, arguing back and forth about history. I, I don't care. Well, see, I'm bringing all this up for this, and this is what most people's problem. All that, all that stuff is pointless, okay? This is what the isolated consciousness is about, separating yourself. Once you, the more you separate yourself from all the shit that has a strong influence over you, you're going to find your spiritual growth is going to accelerate even quicker. I mean, even though you might have still connected to, like, fluffy shit, that's okay. But as you gradually make the transition, sometimes you still hold on to it 
mm-hmm. whether it's a small amount, because it's like a security blanket. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Whether you're That's conscious really of it. That's one of the yeah. reclining things that I was ingrained with while I was being raised. No, and, and, I still have some of that. And, and, yeah. No, that's okay. It's not to be judgmental because you do got to go at your pace. It's the old saying, like I said to the sister earlier, you know, take your time, but don't take too long. I know that sounds crazy, but that's how you got to approach it. Take your time, but don't take too long. Because mm-hmm. what happens is, again, with persistence, you know, I'm sorry, with resistance, it creates, that you hear say that all the time, it creates more persistence. Right. So subconsciously, you, you know, most people are there, but they just keep, they keep fighting it. They keep avoiding it. So they stick with what they're comfortable with. Like I'm saying, I see when I'm talking, I'm speaking from experience. I, again, I did all that shit for years. I was into the whole militant thing. Then it was the whole conscious thing. Then it was the whole Egyptian African thing. Again, the bottom line with all that shit, all that pro-black shit, it's all talk. You understand? It's all, it doesn't, it only gets us so far. Other than the fact it instills pride and that's fine. But, you know, again, I got to quote something that Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum has said when he's been on our show a couple of times. Um, I have to say this because he, he said it. So it, if you cannot take that information from back then and update it in 2016, it's pointless. Because I bring it up because it's something I said. You probably heard me say this last night on Sharif's show. Mm-hmm. See, I can't go into the hood to a crack dealer and, and, and tell him, hey, brother, do you know about your true Egyptian heritage and do you – do you understand the breakdown of the Metroneta? A brother like that don't give a fuck about that. And the reason why I say that is is because you got to understand this path caters to everybody's personal mentality because now you approach an individual that has the nature and the personality. All he's thinking about is survival. You know, he, this is his life. He's come up on the streets like that. So he's not really giving a fuck about the Metroneta and what pre-dynastic Egyptian period was superior to this or that. That shit is all irrelevant. And this is what we've become, unfortunately, in certain avenues of consciousness. It's become very religious. And, we, and then we say on the surface we're not religious and we're shunning the ways of the European and all the colonization that he's influenced us with, be it religion, politics, uh, et cetera. But we can't let go of that until we separate ourselves from all of that shit. Because I've said this before. Most people leave, they could have been Christians, they could have been Muslims, they could have been Jews, whatever. They leave that, and I can't, I'm going to say this over and over again, they leave that and they come into uh, Egyptology or they come into this, but they still have the mindset of a monotheistic religious person. And this is why I always say I joke around about it, but I'm serious. I don't understand somebody that studies Egyptian consciousness or comedic information and still uses the term the most high. That baffles the shit out of me. You know, because what it says to me is you've now replaced, you know, again, the deity Ra. I hear people say Ra is the most high. That's fucking religion. That's no different than a Christian calling God or saying the most high. I mean, what it says to me is there's still some trauma on your subconscious mind you have not addressed. I'll bring that up because we all have that in some shape, form, or fashion, but in varying degrees. And this is why I always refer people to the seven hermetic principles of Tahuti, um, which is important to really grasp that, to understand this path. Because when you understand how energy works, and as we were talking about last night, once you have the knowledge of a thing, you're able to control it. Right. And especially, especially when dealing with energy. So the seven hermetic principles, when it breaks down the doctrine of vibration, the doctrine of polarity, 
that will help you understand what's going on inside that mind, which connects to that first principle, all is mental, mental is all. I can't stress that shit enough. And that's why people will always tell me where, you know, they always ask me, where should I begin? Well, if you're brand spanking new, that's, that's what I would recommend. I definitely recommend people to go study those seven hermetic principles. Um, but this is the problem that we face. Anyway, I don't want to get into a whole tangent on that, but um, just wanted to throw that in there. Well, thank you. And the, just the last things I wanted to say, um, you know, when, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Well, anyway, <laughs> well, thank, you for, thank you for that. And, you got it. Uh, with, with regard to, um, oh, what I was going to say was that, you know, in uh, some of the, you know, the religions, you know, I know that from the Islam, and then I heard you and Brother Ravana and you talk about Islam, and, you know, in that religion, they don't you know, subscribe to any kind of idol worshiping, no idols, no images of anything. So when you talk about the altar, that's kind of contrary to that belief system. So mm-hmm. people have to get over that. Um, after mm-hmm. to be able to be, be able to move forward in that, and then when you were talking about um, the other the aspect that people are starting to share, I think it's really important. Um, sharing is caring, so mm-hmm. I believe that we all become stronger when we bring our stories to um, to the platform, so we can help mm-hmm. strengthen each other faster. Um, That's so that. true. That's, yep. yep, that's true. Agree. Most, Agree. Most definitely. Thank you as, as usual. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you saying? No, I said thank you so very much. Everyone have a beautiful evening. No, nah, nah, we, appreci- <laughs> we appreciate it. We appreciate it. And we got to get you away from those trees, all right? <laughs> I love my trees. I love nature. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, a, that's okay. That's okay. But anyway, we appreciate you, sister. Thank you for calling as thank usual, you. and yeah. uh, we'll, we will talk to you soon. Yep. Well, well yeah. thank you. All right. I think we're going to wrap this thing up, uh, Sister Sonia. I know we went a little bit yeah. past. It's almost 1130. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Again, before we go real quick, um, I have Sister Sonia give you her contact information in a second. Uh, just a reminder, tomorrow night, uh, 8 o'clock, Cultural Expressions in Hollywood, Florida. Uh, we will be having a goon drumming ceremony. starts at 8 o'clock. Uh, dress code is all black. If you're spooky and scary, stay away. Uh, it's not the shit for you. Just gonna keep it real with you, 100. Um, percent If you want to experience and you're interested, then something you might want to show up to tomorrow. Uh, that's tomorrow night, eight o'clock. Cultural Expressions, Hollywood, Florida. You can I'll get the email address. We can send you over the flyer with the location. Uh, Saturday night, uh, 7:30 p.m. Sophia's Garden of Miami, Miami Gardens, Florida. Uh, Sister Sonia will be out there tomorrow night. Actually, she'll be speaking also at that class tomorrow. Uh, kind of touching on some of the things we talked about tonight. Uh, she will be there tomorrow. Uh, I'm sorry, not tomorrow, Saturday night. Uh, that'll be in Sophia's Garden of Mahat. Uh, that, that, uh, you can email khnum19 at gmail.com. Again, that's K as in Ken, H as in Harry, N as in Nick, U as in Unicorn, M as in Michael, the number 19 at gmail.com. We will email you over the flyer for the Friday, Saturday night events. There's no charge for those events. Um, so just come out, um, support some of the vendors, and support Sister Sophia at the Garden of Mac. Uh, there's, she does vegan food, so uh, as far as what food is available, it's only vegan. That's all she does. Um, so just want to be clear on that. Um, 
You can also go to my my YouTube channel, Mother Nubia Inc. Everything is linked there to the stuff that we're talking about tonight. It links you right here to the radio show on TalkShoe.com. And again, the canoon 19 at gmail.com email address um, is where you can send information. Uh, you can also go on to Awakening Universal Minds on Facebook. Uh, you can type in your comments. If there's a show you would like to see us do a topic about, um, you know, definitely feel free um, to do that. Um, and we'll, we'll definitely take it into consideration. Um, so, Sister Sonia, before you go and before we give our last closing statement and we'll wrap this thing up, um, give your contact information where not just sisters, but hopefully more sisters contact you. But if people are interested <laughs> in finding more about the bats that you make or just contacting you about anything that we talked about tonight, why don't you go ahead and get that information? Sure, sure. Um, you can contact me at Raven Hecka, one word, Raven, as in the bird. Hecka, as in magic, um, R-A-V-E-N-H-E-K-A at gmail.com. If you want to discuss my altars, how I have them set up, that's fine. Mike, you have my permission to uh, put them on Facebook um, so they can see because I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on any social media at all. Uh, Mm -hmm. um, If you want to discuss herbs, what I do, how I utilize them in a more personal way, I would, I, you know, we can dialogue on that as well. Cool. All right. Um, and, and closing thoughts, again, um, if you're tuning in for the very first time, uh, I know we've got some new listeners streaming. Again, want to acknowledge, again, uh, I always like to do this every few weeks to our international listeners who cannot be in the chat room or on the call, but they're streaming live uh, via Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, live stream. Um, again, shout outs to Brazil, Brother Jacasu and the crew out there in Brazil, Australia, uh, Philippines. Um, we got on here a lot of people in the Caribbean, Barbados, Trinidad, St. Vincent. Uh, no, I'm not going to be able to get to everybody here. Um, France. You got somebody on here from France this evening. England. Uh, shout out to uh, England. Portugal. Wow. That's the first one I've seen from Portugal. That's crazy. Um, uh, whoever I missed, because I know it flows in and out. Um, all the international listeners, it's a beautiful thing to get them tuning in and tapping into this information. And, and again, the purpose of this show is, again, we ain't got no agenda here. We ain't trying to sell you shit. We ain't trying to, you know, sell you fairy packs and dust packs and all that shit. Um, the greatest service you can do is pass this information on to somebody else. That's the whole point of the show. Share it with somebody else. Uh, let somebody know. Because um, I'm telling you, this is the shit that's going to bring about the change people was crying about. You understand? All that protesting bullshit ain't going to do nothing. Okay? You can be, I'm telling you I did that shit. You can be out there protesting against these crackers all you want. It ain't going to do nothing. Okay? You can sit there and scream. I told you all that shit you're seeing in the news is done intentionally to feed off your emotions. They keep feeding you. I told you all to go look at the statistics. I got an email about this today. I know it's a little bit off the subject. Stop being surprised when you see these police shootings. Stop being surprised when they focus on the racial aspect of this. I keep telling that. I'm saying this because I don't want to get no more emails on this because this shit is irrelevant to me, but because people feel the need to keep bringing it up, I'm just going to throw it out there again. Okay? I keep telling people it's being done intentionally to feed off your emotions. Do the statistics. It's not that what you're seeing, anything has changed. Police brutality has been going on shit. I witnessed this shit in the 70s in New York. 
worse than some of the shit that you're seeing now in the 80s and the 90s. This is nothing new. It's just they publicize it when it's racially motivated. Okay, here's the fucked up thing. To show you people, because they act off a raw emotion, they don't do their research. Pull up statistics nationwide. Here's what you're going to find out. More white people get killed by police every year than black people. That's a fact. You are under the illusion that it's more black people being shot by police because that's the only shit that they put on, the, on the, in the media. And I keep telling you all with cell phones and social media and YouTube and Facebook, there's an agenda to make sure that those are the ones that are constantly publicized. Now, I'm not saying that that makes it right because it's an injustice, but there's a, there's a, there's a specific agenda to target the emotions of melanated people right now. I've been telling you all this shit for the last couple of years. You think on the surface that more black folks are getting shot by cops. That's not a fact. You can go pull up nationwide statistics, and you will see For this trend has been going on for years. More white folks are killed by police yearly than black folks. They just don't put it in the news. So now you need to ask yourself, and I'm just, last time I'm going to address this shit, because when you work this path, it's about controlling your environment. This shit don't affect me. It don't affect my pockets. It doesn't affect what we do. It doesn't affect how we grow. Now, you can might say, well, but it exists. and it, yeah, yeah, it exists. But it only affects you how much you allow it to affect you. I keep telling people that. You're either part of the experiment or you control the experiment. People that are bitching and complaining about it, I, I tell you this. Why most people are angry is because they're pissed broke. They ain't got no money. 90% of people's problems can be caused by, can be cured by a steady income. That's the reality because I know, I know, I know brothers that have been studying this Egypt and African shit for years and they, and they fucked up. They're miserable and they ain't got shit. The reason why they ain't got shit is because they ain't applying the information and they caught up by all this external shit that affects them. See, I'm going to say it for the last time. Stop using the white man as a crutch for all your failures. You can't sit there and say you're the black man and you're God but there's this force called the white man that's holding you back. That shit sounds so fucking stupid to me. You understand? How you going to one turn say how great and supreme you are, but hold up, wait a minute. Uh, there's this force called the white man or the devil that, that, you know, this is our adversary. Well, then you need to question your original black God. I keep telling you Negroes this, that why did your black God allow the creation of the white man? Not how the white man came about, because I still get that email. I don't want your theories on how the white man was physically created. I'm saying if you believe in that ideology, your black God allowed the existence of the white man. So now you've got some serious inner questioning that you need to do. So long story short, the whole point is that stuff only affects you if you give it life, power, and energy. When you work this path, it's irrelevant because you transcend all that shit. That's the solution. So we don't use the term. You never hear us say white supremacy like you hear all these other cats using on all these channels and the white, the, you know, the white supremacy. By the fact that you're admitting that subconsciously, you're saying the white man is a supreme being, that he's a god. The very fact that you attributed supremacy to them, we don't do that shit here because we don't give it power. That's mm -hmm. the difference. It's going to take people a while to grasp that, but that's just, just on that note because I don't answer those emails no more. I don't waste my energy with that shit. It has nothing to do with what, what we're doing here. Um, but anyway, Sister Sonia, last comment before we go. If you want to add something, we're going to wrap it up. Um, No, we can wrap it up. All right. All right. Well, again, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, hopefully those that are in the area tomorrow and Saturday, 
I know we do got some people coming from out of state. They get some emails. So looking forward to meeting some people uh, and, and those that are able to come. Uh, get your asses ready for Please tomorrow come. night. It's gonna be, it's gonna Please be come. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun tomorrow night. So I uh, look forward yes. to seeing who's going to come. All right. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Sister Sonia. Appreciate to everyone. Yeah, we'll get you back here for sure. Um, everybody have a good night, and we'll see you next Thursday at 9 o'clock. You should stand time. Peace. Good night, all. Peace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.